0: everybody and Merry
1: Christmas
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 we are doing our very uh our Merry Christmas uh special on Chainsaws and Claws a killer monster podcast I am of course and Rob the Cinema Drunkie
2: (laughs) I'm Patrick Vicious Um,
0: excuse me I'm still getting over um a little bout with uh COVID, as we speak this, but um, I'm feeling fine. The, thanks for your concern, everybody. I really appreciate it. But um, work still needs to be done, and here we are uh, on our Christmas special. Uh, we've got two very mean-spirited Christmas movies for you. Um, uh, it, it's funny, too, because I wanted to mention that uh, they're, they're obviously... We had an episode come out in like you know very closely to this one, so like this is like a two episode week, and the reason we're doing this is because uh, well we did that last one uh, very quickly because uh, Patrick over here could not in good conscience claim my first pick as his pick. (laughs) (laughs) Not not that he dislikes the picture, but he just couldn't couldn't in good conscience do it. So um, we did that one.
2: I'm not I mean, a liar. I'm not comfortable lying. I'm just not. I just I, I can't do it.
0: Right, like like we like obviously we like both movies in in our last uh, episode, but uh, he he could in good conscience do this pick, you know what I'm saying? And I, I I've already shown how much I love this movie, so it's like I yes 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 please let's do this movie, and that is of course, 2006's Black Christmas. Uh, Oh oh yes, Black Xmas. Um, Yes, a wonderful, wonderful beam of joy. This movie is.
2: (laughs) That is the least accurate way I've heard that described. But okay, go ahead.
0: I find a lot of joy in this movie. Um, Yes, that says a lot more about me than the movie. (laughs) Um, But yes, I I, I love this movie very, very much. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like to get it right off the bat, like. Me and Patrick have had this discussion before. We've also had it with... uh, I've had it with a a friend of the show, a good friend, uh, Michelle Egan, um, where... uh, This discussion started on Twitter uh, when she purchased the original Black Christmas. And uh, me and her started discussing how it's like, we, we respect the original Black Christmas, but we find it kind of dull. Um... I have since, uh, watched it again, uh, since that discussion and, um, the film has grown on me. So it's not uh, like, I mean, I'll save it from when we eventually discuss the original black Christmas. So I'm not going to say everything, but, uh, I no longer feel that way about, uh, the original black Christmas. I I actually kind of like it a lot now. I do, however, like this a hell of a lot more. Just because of how fucking mean and nasty and sleazy this motherfucker is. <laughs> like, this is like... Like, I can see why, like... I mean, you have never said that you disliked the, this film. Like, you have no, never yeah, come I out...
2: Mean, yeah, I, I used to, like... I used to have way more negative feelings than I have about it now. Um, Because now I just kind of accept it for what it is. Because the main thing that bothered me was... Because, okay... And as you left out the other part of that story with the Michelle, where I was to jump in, like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? Because um, you caused <laughs> me intense, intense, violent pain. Um, because I genuinely love Bob Clark's uh, Black Christmas. It is one of my top 20 horror films of all time. It is, like, I just... It's fucking amazing as far as I'm like, concerned. 10 out of 10, no notes. Um, and so, like, when they were releasing... Because this was... because. This Black Christmas came out in the age of the like, well, right in the thick of the 2000s, like, uh, remake binge uh, from all corners of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, And it was, I was walking into it kind of not, I'm not going to say my, I I can say that my mind was totally open, but like I was cautiously optimistic because I liked um, the director's last movie because he did the Willard, um, which I, I still think is awesome. Um, and so like walking into it, I was just like, I am very afraid that this is going to be bad, but I'm going to hope for the best. And then I watched it and I was just like, fuck. Cause it was just like, it's not that I think it's bad, but it's just like, it's like if you had called it anything else, well, if you called it anything else, I would have that like, you ripped off Black Christmas. Um, but I was just <laughs> like, it's almost like, it's, it's not really its own It's its its own thing, but it's also very much like, because I heard it described as a loose reimagining, and I was just like, I guess that is fair, although the thing that does kind of drive me nuts about it is uh, the fact that it's because it's such a, like, reimagining of it that they felt the need to, like, do, because there was this weird thing that occurred in, like, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, where, like, for whatever reason they felt the need to explain everything in every movie at all times and yeah. they had to like make it fucking like whatever it was like i remember like the one that the example i've used most is um in *The teaseman and turtles that Liebsman did for michael bay um they have to explain why the turtles like pizza i have watched the Ninja Turtles since i was four freaking years old I have never once questioned why the turtles liked pizza. That has never been a thing that is, because pizza is delicious. That's all I, there was no reason ever to explain this, but because they had to explain everything in the 2000s, they did. And my thing with Black Christmas, like the this Black Xmas, if you will, is like the thing about the original movie that I think is legitimately really scary is you never know anything. Like they right. don't, you don't know what the fuck he's talking about. You don't know what the fuck he why the fuck he's there. You don't know you literally know nothing. And that makes it fucking terrifying to me. Because it's like that's the even at the end of the movie, you have no answers. Like right. there is nothing. And it's just like that's that's why I think the movie is so scary. And then this one, it's like from the jump, it's almost like less a like, it's almost like um the uh the requel um they did of the thing, where it's like they're like. They kind of had their cake and they're eating it too. They're like, well, we're going to do a remake, but we're also going to like do like a bunch of prequel shit to like explain. And I'm just like, but I don't think we need any of that. And like, and so when I first saw it, I was just like, I don't like, I was like, there's things about this. Cause I was like, I've always said from the jump, I was like, visually it is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, Black Xmas is fucking gorgeous. Like, I, I always thought it was, like, it's a visual fucking feast. Like, it is beautiful. Yeah. Um. But I was always, like, it's visually great. Um, but, like, there's so much shit in it that I'm just, like... And I do love, uh, the, like, the level of blood and gore in it. Um. I think that's also really cool. Um. that's that the original doesn't really have so much. Um yeah. And I do love me some blood and gore. So, like, that I always also liked. But, like, the main thing that kind of always was, like, my stumbling block was like, I didn't, like... All the explanation, Um, but cut to twenty nineteen when uh, they make the uh, I guess remake and name only uh, Blumhouse Black Christmas, which genuinely hurt my soul. Like (laughs) I literally was like, I when I first heard about it, I was like, I don't know, man. But I was like, you know what? Blum generally produces good stuff. Like I'll give it a I'll give it a shot, and I was supposed to go see it in the theaters. And I didn't, and I was so glad I didn't, because holy shit, I watched it at home. The first act of it, I was fine. As it got it goes on, I'm like, okay. And by the third act, I was completely out of it. I'm like, okay, fuck this movie forever. I don't want to ever fucking see this or have anything to do with this ever again. So like in retrospect, it made the Black Xmas, uh, the 2006 remake, look that much better to me. I'm just like, if anyone was going to, I was like, you shouldn't touch this thing. This, this 1974 masterpiece you should not touch. But since both of you did, <laughs> like one <laughs> of you looks way better having touched it than the other. Like I was just like, so it's like, I do think watching it now, I can appreciate it more for what it is. Like I still think I don't need the explanation of shit, but at the same time, I'm also of the understanding that like, just because they made this and they do, they make these choices it didn't in any way, like it's not that it came to my house and like took my copy. Like it's like the original seventy four one. like it still exists. So like I don't mind anymore. Um, I still think it's unnecessary, but I don't mind. and I do think uh many of the things that you like about it, I also do even though I, I still think could you say it as the greatest cast of like any slide, I'm like no no scream is still to me as far as consider the best. But like I will say it has a very strong cast. um although I still think it's insane. That it's kind of the same thing that, um, it's like Sorority Row, which I want to do at some point, where I was like, it is funny that, like, the most like the central figure, uh, like the, the lead actress of the cast is the least interesting of, like, of everyone there, and I'm just like, that is the one thing that I think is kind of weird, where it's like, it's like. They, they basically... They had to... I mean, great because Katie Cassidy is blonde anyway. But, like, they had to have her be blonde just because otherwise you would not remember who the fuck she was. Because, like, she is that fucking bland in the goddamn movie. But everyone else in the movie is fucking great. Like, Lacey Chabert is great. Marilyn Winston is great. um uh, I... I yeah, fuck. Michelle Trachtenberg. I was going to say Dawn from Buffy, and I was just like, no, I need to use her real name. uh Crystal Lowe, who I always like. Crystal mm. Lowe is, like... I don't think people appreciate, like... She was actually, I mean, she probably still is, uh, a good actress. But, like, it was also, like, because she was so gorgeous and was really open to doing nudity, if you were shooting a movie, a horror movie especially, in the 2000s and you needed a naked woman, they got Crystal Lowe. And most of the time, they made out, like, gangbusters because she was so goddamn good. So, like, and this is no fucking different as far as I'm concerned. Like, I think the cast, I'm talking about, okay, also Oliver Hudson Kind of sucks because he always kind of sucks, but um, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. i just saying he just—I I, don't—I don't—he's the least interesting Hudson. He's the least interesting child of uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, and, and, <laughs> like, and there's only like three of them. So like that's just saying something. I'm just saying, but like that's the only thing that kind of like my only issues. But like I do like it better now than I used to. Like I definitely think there's a lot to like in it, and I think it's fun. It's just. It's. It was for a long time, comparing it to the original hurt it for me.
0: Nah, I feel you. I feel you. Nah, um, I actually think all the backstory is necessary because, boy, what choices they made with that <laughs> goddamn backstory. Um, the explanation of Billy and Agnes is, like, quite simply some of the sleaziest, nastiest shit ever. Um... Uh, the the fact that uh, they explained that Agnes is not only the sister but the daughter of Billy, because uh, like that whole fucking backstory of like how Billy came to be like this this psychotic killer is just fucking wild. Like you know, uh, like it, with his alcoholic mother, um, fucking uh, the the fact that the mother uh, locks him in the attic and then. One one night and shit, when she's feeling particularly horny and her boyfriend just kind of taps out on her, she decides like to, she still needs to get her rocks off, <laughs> goes up in the attic, and and fucking just yeah, like you, you see where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> I, I don't need to explain more about what happens, but nine months later, Agnes is born. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then uh, oh uh, when uh Agnes uh, uh what is she like nine? at the time that uh, Billy decides that uh, he wants to go nuts and uh, rip uh, Agnes' eye out and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like, here, here's the thing. Like, um, I, I've noticed that, that, that there's another particular reason why Patrick is not very fond of this movie is that it's very much a giallo film. Um, probably.
2: That's probably a factor because I do hate giallo. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Like, except for Tenebrae. I do like Tenebrae.
0: Right. the, the So, the, the there you have it, people. Like, if you're ever wondering if we're going to do Giallo on this show, no. And it's all goddamn Patrick's fault. <laughs> no, I would do
2: it. I just don't have positive things to say. But if you <laughs> want to do them, we can do them.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, this film really has, like, a Lucio Fulci obsession with eyeballs. Because a lot of fucking eyes get fucking ruined in this film. Yeah. Um, I particularly like in the climax where the the Christmas tree is decorated almost entirely by eyeballs hanging from the branches, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, Billy likes to eat some of them as well, and that's great. Uh, (laughs) I I, I, I just find that just uh, wonderful. Um, Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah. And uh, like you said, you mentioned the cast. That is uh, my particular favorite thing about this movie other than just the, the just the wildness of the story is that uh, this cast uh, yes I feel is the the greatest cast of um, women ever assembled in a slasher film uh, like you said you have Katie Cassidy uh, one of the stars of the great Harper's Island um, I know she was also in Arrow and shit but uh, yeah, like I, said, I, I know her
2: from Supernatural and Arrow I basically know her from TV <laughs>
0: Right, right. Like, well, Harper's Island was a TV show, so oh, okay. it, uh, yeah, it, it it all tracks. Um, like, yeah, but uh, I, I don't really give a shit about Arrow because Arrow really didn't give a shit about her either. Because <laughs> uh, she she was an important character for a little bit, and then it, it just became the Felicity show, <laughs> um, or or the what, what was the, what was the term the Allicity? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, yeah, um, how how the fuck you do that to Katie Cassidy? Uh, how Easily. dare you?
2: She is the least interesting person in any room that she gets in, is all I'm saying. I, she's very, I, she's very, she's very beautiful. I'm not saying she's not, but she is just not interesting, is all I'm saying.
0: I, I, I disagree. Uh, I totally disagree with that, sir. Uh, I think Katie Cassidy is a fine actress and, um, you know and I'm saying obviously very beautiful, but the, I think, I think she's, a, she's very, like a
2: bad actress. I'm not saying like, the, like, I like I th- I'm not like saying her performance is poor. I just like, it's like. It's like, uh, okay, um, like Arrested Development, like, you know, like uh, the character of Anne, where they always, like, forget she's there. It's kind of, it's kind of my thing with her. We're just like, her? Like, is just like, it's, like, whenever I think of the cast of this movie, I, I never think of her. It's always like, oh, yeah, she was also in that movie. And she is yeah. the lead. <laughs> like, it was like, so, like, I should remember her, but I never do.
0: No, like, like I, 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 I totally uh, appreciate her as the lead. So much so that uh, when she was in the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, they, they shortchanged her for uh, uh, Rooney Mara, who was who awful in that film. I was fair, just like,
2: fair. But, she, I, but I, I used to think that she was awful in general because that was the only thing I had seen her in. And then I saw that movie, like, and then I saw all the movies she did, and I was like, oh, no, she just did not care. So, right. like, so to be fair to Rooney Mara, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have given a shit either. So like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, like you said, Lacey Chabert, the original Meg from Family Guy. Um as well as uh <laughs> yeah um and of course mean girls and all that but, stuff yeah. and not another teen movie. Uh, uh Michelle Trachtenberg, uh Harriet the Spy and, and Dawn, Dawn from Buffy. Yeah. Uh Crystal Lowe, who was also in uh Final Destination three, as well as Wrong Turn Two. Um Hot Tub Time she...
2: Machine.
0: Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. She was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Um was she naked in that?
2: Yeah, she was. <laughs> uh, uh, I like, told you when, when you need a Canadian woman to be naked, and it was it was always Crystal Lowe, and I'm not I'm not mad about it.
0: No, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you have uh, Kristen Cloak in here, uh, who, who's, who's great uh, uh, from the original Andrea Martin. Yep. Uh, Oliver Hudson, who I like. Um,
2: I don't. I'm sure he's a very nice person. I'm just saying like, he's the least interesting person in his family. Is all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> That's dead that, that, that wrong. <laughs> you know i saying. Um. Uh. He's he's like he's a character I, I would definitely want to get into because he's um. He basically is awful. Uh, one. Is he,
2: are you gonna say awful? He's, he's not a good no, guy. Like,
0: he, that, like yeah, he's, he, he's but it's one of my favorite tropes in uh slasher movies, which I'll get into. Um, and of course, uh, the queen herself, M.E.W., Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, who ha- had appeared in uh, the, uh, earlier that year in uh, Final Destination 3, she was the lead in that. Um, and uh, beca- because uh, this film was written by uh, the, the writers of the original Final Destination as well as Final Destination 3, uh, James Wong and Glenn Morgan, uh, we, uh, Glenn Morgan has really doesn't have the best luck because uh, <laughs> James, James Wong, you know what I'm saying uh, he did uh, Final Destination Final Destination 3, like uh, as a host of other things, and he's had luck but uh, every time Glenn Morgan makes something it's, uh, it's, it's a remake that was like a horrible bomb uh, because you, you mentioned Willard as well, and Willard was a, a th- I believe a horrible bomb yeah,
2: uh, I think so too it's uh, weird and it's, I mean well, okay, I guess it's not weird cuz it's not it's not a movie that like I feel like was a blockbuster in the making anyway. Like Christ, you crashed Crispin Glover in the lead for Christ's sake. Like how much money do you think it was going to make? So like I feel like if it made any money at all, you should be very happy with anything just like, anyone saw like myself. They'd just be happy with that ticket.
0: Yeah, that is true. And then he made this which was a horrible bomb. Uh really? this I, I remember No, it did not. I did not all. know that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it it was it, it was, a, it was a, a I believe a horrible flop. Okay. Um,
2: I believe it, you. I just didn't know.
0: I think it made less than half its budget back, or some shit. Okay. Uh, and and this this did not cost so much to make, and uh, it made less like less than half its budget back. Um, I think also due to the fact that it was released on Christmas Day, uh, two thousand six, and who who the hell was watching this in theaters on Christmas? Well, except me. Uh, I I saw this song on Christmas Day because I'm a sick fuck. Um, I remember it vividly too because my father was very upset that I was going to see this uh, on Christmas Day because you know my father finds uh, Christmas very important. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying uh, both my parents did. Uh, my mother, you know, Christmas was her favorite holiday, and um, she 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 just was just like, oh God. But my father was very outspoken and upset uh he was like how, like how dare they how dare they release uh, a horrible uh a horror movie on on Christmas uh, Jesus Christ's birth uh, i hope that movie flops it's like I've never heard him like say shit like that before, so like I could say he was really upset. You know i saying? Apparently like,
2: he did apparently he calls it to flop. Well like, he personally he, like yeah, yeah, he all... that in the universe and the universe just came back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well apologies to Glenn Morgan and company. I'm sorry, like you know, what I'm saying? my father jinxed you guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like and I I knew I knew that it was it was gonna be a pair of two anyway, because I was like uh, me and my girlfriend at the time were like one of like four five people in the theater seeing this and shit on Christmas day which Did makes sense
2: i i've never been to a movie on christmas um so like i i just i've always wondered if anyone actually ever went cuz like i know that they've released big things on christmas and stuff before but i've never actually been to the theater on christmas it's always been like around christmas but i've never actually been there on the day so i was always curious if people went
0: like like you no know, see here's the thing i i that was the first and last time i ever been to a movie on christmas i just i just went on Christmas to be a dick about it, you know what I'm saying? Because of like, you know, seeing seeing this type of movie on Christmas Day, shit is is fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, let, let's let's do it. And, and it was like, yeah, this, this movie's gonna fucking is not gonna do well because it's like, no nobody here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's a shame too because um, I had a fucking blast uh, watching this movie in the theater. Like, I laughed a lot. Um, a lot. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, yes, I'm a sick fuck. Um, (laughs) I, 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 I thought this movie was great. Like, it's, it's just, you know, it's one of those movies that, like, you you can't really take seriously because of just how fucking outlandish it is. Like all that shit with the incest and like Billy's backstory is just like this is so ridiculous. Like when she climbs up into the attic to fuck Billy. Like he's sitting in his rocking chair, and she just basically drops her 90 and gets naked in front of him. I'm just like, this is—they don't show the actual act, thank God.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but the, the the fact that like, oh Jesus Christ, this is fucking. What is? It? What even is this movie? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and like, yeah, uh, they they were asking for trouble and shit. Like, you're releasing a movie on Christmas that has incest in it. And inbred children,
1: you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: like, like, oh my god, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just, but like, yeah, like I had a great time with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, yes, uh agreement with you. All the gore in it is is just amazing. Like a lot of the of the, the death scenes and shit, especially Michelle Trachtenberg's death, uh where she gets the the back of her head cut off by a ice skate. And like her brain splatter on the window, and you can see the rest of the brains—the brains fucking it, like it, you know, just in half in her skull. I was like, "Oh, that's great. That's that's wonderful. All the eyeball eating." Um, like I said, like it, there's a lot of shit that yeah, there's happens. A, there's
2: a lot of gross fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like it's funny. Is like, and I like gross shit, so it's fine. But uh, but yeah, like I like uh, when he's like eating the Christmas cookies. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm just like. Ew, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, right,
0: right, 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 like, you should know that the, the Christmas cookie he made were uh, out of uh, his mother's back skin, like, he used, like, basically the, the, the cookie cutters and shit to cut out pieces of her her back, and then cooked them and ate them. Like, when the cops find him and shit, he's eating the, the, the fucking skin, and they show it in close-up, and it's like, oh, dude, grody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is grody as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not even just that, like, the incest and all that stuff and shit, there's also, like, you would mentioned that Oliver Hudson's character is a horrible, horrible person, and that's because, uh, he, he is essentially Billy Baldwin from Flatliners.
2: Yeah, actually, that's true.
0: <laughs> where, where he records himself having sex with women, um... And, like, he's Katie Cassidy's boyfriend in the, in the character. Um, his character is Katie Cassidy's boyfriend in the film. And he's trying to sneak into the film because he realizes that uh, one of the sorority sisters that, that he also used to be involved with uh, has a recording of one of the tapes he made of her. And he's trying to uh, shut it down and shit. Um, which leads to him also revealing the the, the backstory. Uh, well, the rest of the back Because we've seen it partially up to that point. But he reveals like the ending part where uh, reveals the incest. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is which is just uh, great as he's trying to fucking shut down this this basically this sex tape and shit uh, of of him uh, in the in the next room. So like you have the like this in, this interesting backstory as well as like the suspenseful scene where it's like. He's, he's trying to shut down the computer so, like, Katie Cassidy won't see that uh, he fucked one of our sorority sisters and recorded it. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, he... I love how he mentions that there, like... He he unintentionally mentions that he has many more tapes and shit. It's like, oh, I never recorded us. You know what I'm saying? You're not on one of my tapes. She was like, how many fucking tapes are there?
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, yeah, you should have... You should have shut the fuck up there, dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, he, he's... Like I mentioned a, a little a little bit earlier, that he is one of my favorite tropes in slasher movies, and that the asshole boyfriend who tries to redeem himself and gets brutally murdered for it. <laughs>
2: but, Although I will say his death wasn't as satisfying as I had hoped for, because like it's kind of like my whole thing with um, like we'll eventually get into it, but um, like Paris Hilton House of Wax. I remember like what I was like before I saw House of Wax, like a huge part of the selling point was watching Paris Hilton get brutally murdered. And it's so quick that I was like, fuck. So I had to rewind it and watch it again so I could, like, savor it. And it's kind of the same thing with this, where it's just, like, except for in the case of I don't hate Oliver uh, Hudson as a person. Um, I just, like, don't like his character. So, like, I was like, cool, he'll get, like, a rad, like, death scene. And it's, like, it's it's fine. Like, it's not, but it's not, like, it's not, like the, it's not the level I wanted. Like, it's not, like, super memorable. Much like Oliver Hudson as a person damn <laughs> uh, i'm just saying
0: he said oh i think he's a nice person and shit i don't think you do i don't think you do think he's a nice person like, i'm sure he's
2: a very <laughs> nice guy i'm just saying <laughs> not interesting not an interesting performer That's all i'm saying it's all i'm saying
0: yeah yeah I, I i i hear you i hear you but yeah like uh that that is my favorite one of my favorite slashing movie tropes is asshole boyfriend who tries to redeem himself and gets brutally murdered uh, like you, uh, of course, uh, my favorite being Brady from Halloween four. Um, there's also, um.
2: See, I actually uh, feel bad for Brady just because he's Sasha Jensen and I do like Sasha Jensen. though. So it's just like, oh, like, yes, you, you, you did like fuck over your girlfriend to like get with the, the, the cop's daughter. And that's, that's, you're not a good guy, but you're Sasha Jensen. So you're delightful. So I do feel bad the bad things are going to happen to you.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And he got he got a memorable death. His head got exploded. Although we don't yep. see it, but uh you hear you hear the pop and it's just like it's it's wonderful. Um he uh Oliver Hudson in here just gets basically stabbed in the head. Um and, and his brains go flying out a little bit. Um well, in the unrated cut, which which is uh which is fantastic. Um with the with the extra gore added. Um but yeah, I love that shit. Uh, there's also... Uh, um, What was the name of the dude? I know he was also on Angel. Uh, he was also on Roseanne. I know
2: you're uh, talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> I know <yeah>. he's Irish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't think of his real name. Fuck.
0: Like, yeah, it's at the he's tip of my tongue. He's not alive.
2: I feel really bad that I forgot yeah. his name.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, he's no longer with us. But uh, he was a he was the asshole boyfriend in Dr. Giggles. Yeah. Um, and then he tries to redeem himself. I d I don't recall if he lived or died in that because it's I, been I'm a looking, while.
2: I'm looking up his name now because I feel really bad <laughs> he's <laughs> dead. So we don't know his name. Glenn Quinn. I knew it was Glenn yeah. something. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, like I remembered Quinn, but I wasn't sure. But uh so I didn't you know, but yeah. Uh like yeah, he's the asshole boyfriend in uh Dr. Giggles. Um I I I just love that troop. I just love the scene that uh, the asshole boyfriend um like Like do something that that get him broken up with by the final girl and then trying to redeem himself later and then he gets eighty sixth and then it's just like I don't know I don't know why, but I I find that uh 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 also uh Trent in a Friday the thirteenth remake. Um uh that that that's another good one. That's another good one. But to be um, fair,
2: he he did go out doing what he loved, banging like a really hot girl. So like, good for him. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, totally, totally. That, that was his
2: goal the entire film. He accomplished his goal. He then was murdered. So like, he but he still he he reached the apex of his life. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, right, right, right. But yeah, like, um, this is like, I, I and I love that, uh. It seems that this film is getting it, um, that, uh, that, that, that thing that happens with movies every couple of years after it comes out, where like, uh, this movie is good actually. You
1: know <laughs> well, I
2: don't think like it was ever like that. It, it, it I think it was, it was more of a situation like there was, okay. There was other people like me who were like, fuck that movie. But, um, there was also people like you who like enjoyed it, but nobody went. So like, I feel like it, it took a while to like build up because it was like, it's a movie that found its audience on, like, DVD yeah. over the years. So that's why, like, I feel like that's why it kind of got reappraised, just by virtue of the fact that, like, when it first came out, nobody fucking saw it, as you mentioned. Like, it was fucking empty theaters. Um, So it's, like, I feel like that's why it kind of, it's, like, and I and I will say, like, the thing is, like, I mean, like, because I, <laughs> like, even though I was, like, fuck that movie, I mean, I wasn't ever, like, like, that upset about it. So it's, like, it's just, like, I was never, like, unhappy to hear that people started liking it. I was always just, like, Okay, but like you guys are are you guys are watching the original though, right? Because that that one's also very good. Because that's that's much better actually. Please stop watching that. Um, but like I still like I think it's as I said like I think it's fun. Like I think it's I think the remake is fun, and I do think it's like as I said like it's super like from like start to finish like it has a very good energy to it. And it has a very like because that's kind of the one thing that it does have a little bit to me in terms of my sensibilities over the original is it has that kind of like punk rock fury to like the vibe of it of like as because it's like it's mean fury, but also it moves very fast so it's like it's like basically it's, it's like a fear album but like which you won't understand the reference but it's like a fear album in like movie form like it's just like it's not it just it's it's nasty and it's rough and it's just like but it's fucking it's like it, it's still really well crafted like because i do think that like even though I have issues, like I think I've never had an issue. Like the direction is really good. I think the script, as I said, like I don't, there's things in it that I don't think need to be in there, but like the script that exists, I think is good. And like, I think that like most of the performances I think are good. So it's like, I think that the movie itself, I don't have an issue with. I think it's like, it's just like, it's just my only kind of issue for a long time with was that wasn't black Christmas, but it's like, it has, I will give credit where credit's due. It did always like stick with me. Cause there's tons of movies that I literally forget, like, there's remakes and sequels that I forget exist. Like, that happens a lot. Where it's, Mm -hmm. like, some people will be, like, the remake of Blah, and I'm, like, oh, yeah, they did remake that. I didn't even remember that happened. Because, basically, like, that's kind of what happens over time, I feel like. It's, like, the really good ones, you remember really well. And, like, the really bad ones, you remember really well. And then, like, all the stuff in the middle, you kind of forget. And, like, um... Black Christmas, I will say for better or worse, like I always remembered it. Like it was always something that I was like, just visually, a lot of the things were like stuck in my brain forever. Like I always, like remembered Billy, like with the yellow skin, like yeah. looking through the tree. Like I always remembered that. Uh, like I always remember like when like there's the whole um, like the Christmas cookies thing. Um, just because like it's, it's very, it's visually just beautiful, and like it's beautiful while it's being really disgusting which is not the easiest feat so like i definitely give a lot of credit and respect to the guys who made it because it like it. i also would say uh because you mentioned the final destination thing it's like um i have never gotten the appeal of the first final destination like i think it's fine but like, the fact that it became a classic baffles me because i'm just like it is so mediocre that i don't understand why people like this so much um and like I and I like I I literally forgot people that were in it. Like I was like when I, like, I was texting you and I was watching it the first time recently, like in a long time, and I was like, Charlize Scott's in this movie. Like I genuinely forgot huge chunks of that movie because it's just so uninteresting. And then um, they did this, which is for better or worse, like it's memorable. Like it's like there's nothing about it that I've ever really forgotten. Like because um, I remember because you mentioned Mary Elizabeth, Elizabeth Win said, and I like to me. I was like going into it because she was in a uh, sky high, uh like I think a year before this, um, which yeah. I love. I still to this day love. Um, so like basically she was like kind of like my biggest selling point of why I was watching it in the first place, her and Lacey Jabert, because I've always liked Lacey Jabert. Um, but like and Michelle Tekkenberg. Um, but um, but yeah, so like when I actually ended up seeing it. Like, I had issues, but like, it's like, i it stuck with me. Like, it stuck with me like a motherfucker over the years. So that's why, like, when you guys were talking about it, like, part of me was like, if you weren't using this in comparison to the original that I love, and you weren't talking about the original that I love with a negative connotation, I would be, like, more willing to be like, all right, but it's like, because I'm on the defense, I can't really say anything positive about this movie. <laughs> but I was like, now I'm like, kind of giving the most like complete version of what i can say is like i definitely still like prefer the original but i think that this there's a lot to like about the remake um and i do think it's cool that they even though i again i don't like the origin story shit i do think it's cool that they didn't just do the same movie because like, that's the thing that that drives me nuts more than anything when fucking remakes are just like Here's the original movie. And I'm just like, but I don't, I already, that movie exists. Like, why are you showing it to me again? Like, this, at the very least, I was like, I appreciate that they, like, did their own thing. Even if it's not, like, what I, like, I feel like I got everything I need from the original. But I was like, I would rather you did this than you just fucking made a shitty remake that was the exact same movie again.
0: No, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Nah, that, that, that's why I appreciate it in comparison to the original, where it's like, the original, um, won't say much about it, you know what I'm saying? Because we're obviously going to talk about that one at a later time. Um, but, uh, with this one, is like, they they weren't, like, just, like, they just basically took the blueprint of what the original was and just like, yeah, we're going to do our own thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, there's a lot that actually happens, um outside of the house in the original this one is basically contained to the house for like 90% of it you know they're inside the house like you know what i'm saying and and, and i and i like all that uh, i like i, I like I, lo- I love movies that are just self contained like that like to, to one location you know what i'm saying and how they find interesting ways to uh, to to make you know to keep everything you know what i'm saying interesting and like you said, like yeah, this movie moves incredibly fast. Like it is without credits, like
2: a like maybe uh, like eighty to eighty one minutes without credits. Yeah, you say it's pretty short. I remember because I watched it um, to to before we did this. I was I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, this is hella short, which I, I appreciate because like, like, I was like, I remember um, last year, no, two years ago, when like a host came out on Shudder, and it's like just barely over an hour long. And there was, like, a whole, like, to-do. And it's, like, but, so what? They should have added, like, 20 to 30 minutes of bullshit that you don't need just to make it this prescribed length that you think it needs to be? Like, I'd rather you made the, like, you cut it down to the best possible movie you could, even if that's shorter than what you would anticipate. Like, so, like, this being, like, an hour and 20 minutes long, that's fine. Like, I was just, like, you did all you need to do. Like, I'd rather you did it and you paced it as well than, like, got it up to, like... Pass an hour and a half with shit that i don't need
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh like uh the blumhouse uh remake well can't even call it a remake like i feel, I feel like uh the, the makers of that were just like yeah nobody remembers that 06 remake we could get away with doing another one and it's like you just made people appreciate this more yeah <laughs> you know no, and
2: they did honestly like that's like i told you like that was my kind of my that's what made me swing back on it so to be fair they did they did accomplish
0: that like I, I like when uh i forgot who it was but somebody asked uh which uh remake do you appreciate this one or the 2019 one and you was like this is not a fucking competition <laughs> you know what i'm saying and it's like and i remember our friend uh uh sean was like uh does the, are there is there any fans of the, the 2019 version and i'm like i'm pretty sure there are but i i've never met one I've never met a single person who, well, there, there is, you said there is, like, one Kevin. or two people, yeah, who who, who like that movie, and it's just like, God bless, um, yeah. but uh, I am not a fan, that movie is a, a big old bag of cockapoo-poo, you know what I'm saying, it's just, it's just, just it, yeah, no, no. And, and and they fucking had the gall to add a uh, carryelways in there. Yeah, I was gonna say you um,
2: wasted ways. Like of all the fucking sins in that movie, that is the biggest one. You wasted carry-aways.
0: Like you bastards! How dare you! <laughs> how dare you! How dare you waste the time of of Wesley? Um, just just just, just an awful thing to do. But uh, no, like this this is like I, I love how this is just basically c- coming out there like, and it, you know. Uh, I, I know it was me and Michelle at first and then uh uh our friend uh, Jordan Cruciola. Uh she she's a huge fan of it. Uh so so, so I was like when uh whenever we post about it, like she she here she comes with uh oh this movie's fucking great. It's like yes, yes it is. Yes it is like yes, there are dozens of us. Dozens <laughs> 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 Yes, yes, I love it. I love seeing all the the love for Black Xmas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess that's the best way to differentiate it. Is just this yeah, Black Xmas. It. Yes, uh, the the X goes perfectly with this film because uh, this film is very <laughs> fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I will say that uh, it is it is not a perfect film though. I, I love it. I love it to death, but it's not perfect. Yes, um, I'm not gonna argue with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, I love. Katie Cassidy, and I think she's a fine final girl. I I don't I, I don't agree that she's uninteresting or the least interesting. However, um, my bias <laughs> to, my bias toward uh M E W, uh, just makes me wish that she were the final girl, just because uh, ever since uh Final Destination three, I've loved uh M E W because I've never seen Sky High.
2: You've never seen Sky High? Holy shit! It's so no. good.
0: No, I've 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 never seen it, um, and, and like yeah, like it just I'm like oh I mean I I, I like Katie Cassidy, but MEW's right there, and 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 she's fucking fantastic, and like I, I think, uh, Glenn Morgan made that a conscious decision that he did not want to cast her in the lead because they just had her in the lead in Final Destination three, and she she kind of was like well, I just did a horror movie, I don't want to do one back to back. But she liked the script and she was like, all right, I'll do it. And, you know, she and she was loyal to uh, James Wong and Glenn Morgan. So that was the reason why she did it. But I was like, you know, you could have just switched. Um, you know, well, that would have been fine.
2: I mean, the only thing is I will say is I do think that they're all strong enough um, as far as like actors and their characters that like theoretically it feels like any of them could be um, the final girl. Yeah. So, like, I do think that's kind of cool. Um, because that's also that the original has where it's like when you walk into that, you didn't necessarily think that Olivia Hussey is going to be the last one standing. You probably think it's going to be Margot Kidder because she was the biggest star because of Superman that came later. Um, but like all of them, I feel like, kind of, well, the, obviously not Claire because she's the first one to die, but like all of the yeah. main ones, I feel like you could very easily see any of them as being like the central figure. And that that's the thing that I do think this has as well, where it's like pretty much all of them you could... I mean, granted, character-wise, like, <laughs> M.E.W.'s character is like... There was no way that Chick was surviving. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> everything about her character was very much like... she is. There was just no chance in hell that Chick was surviving this movie. But, like, she was interesting enough that you might think that she was going to make it longer than she does. No. Um, so it's like I, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. It's just like that all the girls in the movie do manage to stand up on their own enough that it feels like it could have been any of their movie at the end.
0: Yeah, it's like it was like the same thing we were saying about Predator, where it was like um, each one of the, the those characters could have been uh, a hero in their own '80s action film, and it seems like every single actress in here who plays the main uh, set of girls. Could have been a final girl in their own slasher movie, uh, outside of this, and it's just like they just combine them all together like Voltron and shit to make the the uber slasher movie uh, cast. And uh, but it's just, I mean, it's this is nothing against Katie Cassidy. I just it's just M-E-W. Uh She she's the queen, and I love her. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And it's, I love the fact that uh, out of you know all the, the 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 cast and shit, she seems to be the one that basically grew to. Um, iconic status, you know what I'm saying? Like, where she's basically become uh, our go-to, like, as of right now, she's, like, our go-to American version of um, Action Hero Queen.
2: Yeah, I was going to say? She's like the Cynthia Rothrock of her generation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, to the point where everybody's saying that, um, not that this should happen, and we don't think it should happen, uh, but it would be cool um, that if they ever do, like, a like a, a real reboot of Alien, that she should play, like, young Ripley, you know, what I'm saying, like, she she kind of does give that energy, that uh, yeah. that Ripley energy, and and she kind of does resemble a young, uh, Sigourney Weaver, so like that would make sense, um, but yeah, I just I was just like,
2: Ugh. although after am... Avatar two, Sigourney Weaver now plays her own version of the young Sigourney Weaver, so like that's that's <laughs> not gonna happen.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that that's uh, that that is true. I mean, I still have yet to see a uh, Avatar two, and uh, I don't know when I'm going to see it uh until I get over this bout of covid so uh, we'll see what happens but uh I, w- I would definitely uh going to see avatar 2 eventually um but like yeah like it like from back then I was like cuz like I had this was I think this was my first uh like uh experience with Katie Cassidy as an actress so I was just like why why isn't uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing The Final Girl why why is this not happening um Although I've now seen many of Katie Cassidy's stuff, like especially Harper's Island, which uh, she's fantastic in, and that's a fantastic show, and uh, you should watch it. Um, And yet, uh, here I am rewatching Black Christmas, and I'm still like, yeah, Mary Elizabeth was right there. You know what I'm saying? I love you, Katie Cassidy, but you know what I'm saying? MEW uh uh you know saying it could have could have easily been the, the, the fucking final girl and i would have been perfectly fine also um uh another problem i had is that uh, i am not okay with the death of Kristen cloak's character um because like she like she's when we first introduced to her she uh, starts off as a, a, a mega bitch um and then like she she slowly becomes like uh basically an ally and shit i like i love when uh her Katie Cassidy and Oliver Hudson are the last people left in the house and he wants to leave and they was like no we got to find our sisters and, and um, he's like you don't have a sister and Kristen Cloak's like yes she does and I'm like yeah you know girl power I love it and like you know uh, Oliver Hudson gets his comeuppance and uh, they seemingly defeat uh, Billy and Agnes and uh, I knew I knew that fucking house was gonna burn down and shit because all them goddamn candles were lit, and I'm like, "This is a fire hazard, sir." You know what I'm saying? Uh, like this house you, is...
2: you mentioned, you mentioned the Oliver Hudson. Thing. I do think I think it's funny about his character. Is I think he's the only character I can think of in like um, really anything that seems reasonably intelligent that is proud to be a townie. Like I've never <laughs> in my life seen somebody give a monologue where they're like, "I'm better than you because I live in this town and will die in this town." like i was like sir that is not to be proud of like don't don't be stoked about that what is wrong with you like
0: <laughs> no I, like it, that is true like it, it, you get the sentiment that uh um he's not the only one that feels like that cuz andrea martin uh when when it comes apparent that billy's out there uh killing killing them uh andrea martin is like let's get the fuck out of here and uh, like no we got to stay away for our sisters and uh uh MEW is like nah, fuck this i'm out of here too and like they go in the car and um, Andrea Martin gets the fucking uh, the the ice brush, ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "What is that?" And it's like, oh. And then she <laughs> goes like the 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 uh, scrape the the windshield, and she's out there like privileged bitch, friggin' southern <laughs> princess, like you know. So you get the sense that like, yeah, she doesn't really much like these girls either, you know. What I'm saying <laughs> it's like fuck out of here, you know. what I'm saying and so. Uh, I I uh, you know. That, that sentiment is shared, um, not just by, uh, Oliver Hudson alone, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I, I do like that as well. Um, I, I like though that, uh, they fucking, um, they, they, uh, cause Crystal Lowe, uh, spends, she's basically the Margot Kidder character. Yeah. So she, she spends a lot of the movie getting drunk, like getting like seriously drunk to the point where she bars all over the table. And then like, you know, she has her, uh, her nude scene when she's in the shower after she barfs all over everything. And then um, she goes to sleep. And uh, when Michelle Trachtenberg goes to check upon her, they show her farting. <laughs> and it's like, I, I like I appreciate that. Like, you know what I'm saying? When they could show a, a girl drunk farting. You know what I'm saying? And like the way she's just like, oh, like in her sleep. Because like, like Patrick is a straight edge. So he knows nothing of this. But drunk farts are, like, the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> like, because, you know, when you get really fucking tore, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your stomach cramps up and shit. Where it's just like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Because of the gas. And then you just let out, like, this ill Megaton bomb of a fart. <laughs> and it, 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 it's just the greatest feeling. Like, it's just like the, oh, yes. And, like, the way they showcase that with her doing it in her sleep as she's drooling on her pillow. <laughs> it's just like. Yes, yes, someone is very well aware of getting drunk and drunk-farting, you know what I'm saying, so applause, applause to, 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 to them for showcasing that, especially with Crystal Lowe, you know what I'm saying, and Crystal Lowe being so into it and shit, like, you know what I'm saying, I'm pretty sure she probably drunk-farted uh, as well and shit, because she gets the emotion perfectly.
2: Well, also, you know, I just feel like she is, like, as I said, at the, at the jump, I was like, I think that she is a better actress than she ever gets credit for being, because yeah. it was just kind of like, she was just kind of like the woman who popped up in whatever Canadian production need a Naked Woman, like the longest time in the 2000s. And like, but it's like, I feel like in every movie she was in, she's memorable. So it's like, I feel like that says a lot for her as a performer, that like, even though she doesn't. Get much to do in any of fucking the movies she gets cast in. Like this is the biggest part that I can remember her having. Um, she still always makes the most of it, and I'm just like I, I always. That's why I always appreciate her, and I was always like, I thought it was weird that people were dismissive of her. Like it's basically like the, the only other like it was like, the only other person I could think of is um the girl from the beginning of Freddy vs Jason who was also in Final Destination Two who is kind of the opposite where she was like the other like, basically I guess the girl you couldn't get Crystal Lowe and you need a naked girl. Uh, you'd get this girl, and she was not memorable at all. Like she's like she's literally only in those two movies. Like they go, she put me in others, but I couldn't tell you because like it's like but like nothing about her performances can I remember at all. Uh, wait, whereas,
0: wait, wait, hold on, I think you might be confused because uh, I know Freddy versus Jason is Monica Keena.
2: No, 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 not the main chick. The, the oh. girl, at the very, very, very beginning. Um, the one that's like oh. in Crystal Lake that Jason, like, um, oh, okay, okay, okay,
0: okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay.
2: Um, because she was also at the beginning of a final station two, she was the biker's girlfriend. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I know what I don't, you're talking about, yes. I don't know why I remember all of this, but I do. Um, I know, <laughs> um. But um but yeah, so like I, the thing is like I was like it could she could have very easily been like that, but she wasn't. She was always somebody who was memorable in everything that she was in, and I still think that she should be in things, even though like lots of productions have moved out to Canada. I would still hire her for things if I was if I was making something. I think that she's very good.
0: No, yeah, yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. Uh Chris Crystal Lowe is, is utterly fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Every time she shows up. It's not just because she shows up naked. Um, it's just like Even when she has her clothes on And says she's fucking great Yeah you know I'm saying? saying like she,
2: Yes she's ridiculously hot Don't get me wrong But like I also like she, There is way more to her than that So that's like That's why it kind of Bums me out that she doesn't get credit
0: Yeah she's like uh, She's like uh, um, The arts version of uh, Linnea Quigley
2: Yeah actually like, That's actually a fair Yeah it's a fair assessment Yeah
0: like yeah Like even like You know what I'm saying She's she's most memorable For being naked But like no she's She's, she's awesome either way Like whether she's naked or not She's fucking awesome so it's like you know uh, uh, that that that's how I see it, but yeah. Um, going back to like like yeah, I I, I don't like uh, when they kill off Kristen Close's character because I felt like uh, she actually like she actually has a good arc because you know she starts off she's like I'm here to pick up my sister and get the fuck out of here, you know what I'm saying? And then she decides to stick around because she's waiting for the sister to show up to see if she's still alive, but also because you know she's like you know I got to help out you know my my fellow uh, sorority sister over here. You know what I'm saying? And then like, you know, when it becomes apparent that her, her sister uh Claire is dead, you know what I'm saying? She has that nice emotional moment in the hospital in the climax. And, and then it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? And then like fucking thirty seconds later she gets her neck snap by Agnes. And it's just like Hi Vay. You know well I'm to saying? be fair,
2: I, I have heard that um apparently the entire like um climax was reshaped that yeah. I guess the Weinsteins forced on them. So like, yeah, that's probably a factor too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Weidensteins did some a lot of fuck shit with this movie. Like, have you seen the trailer for this? With Probably. uh, yeah, with uh, there, there's footage in here that doesn't even appear in the movie because they shot footage for the trailer. Um, there's like some fucking final destination contraption that's about to kill Lacey Chabert. Um, it's like, where the fuck that come from? Um, there's a scene where like a hand reaches out at Lacey Chabert and shit from, from uh, uh, icy waters and shit and like where the fuck did that come from um there's a shot of machero trachtenberg in a hallway and billy is somehow on the ceiling trying trying to like murder her and it's like what the fuck is this um and glenn morgan was not happy about that uh because they did that without his knowledge like and like like yeah we got to spice it up and we got to add shit to the trailer that's not even in the fucking movie so when people go to to the movie to see all that stuff in there and it's not there they're going to be very upset and uh apparently a, a couple people were because it was like that's the reason that they wanted to see the the, the movie because of that shit in the trailer and it's like why the fuck would you uh false advertise like that i shit? will
2: give yeah i will say i do kind of remember the trailer because i remember uh, it seemed like Lacey was gonna have a bigger part than she actually did remember when i saw the movie i was just like I feel like Lacey Chabert was supposed to be in more of this. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like, the the general vibe I got was there would be more Lacey Chabert.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, they added all that shit after the fact. Where it was like, we need to spice up this trailer. Like, fuck spicing up the movie. We need to spice up the trailer so we disappoint people when they actually go see the movie and none of this shit is in there. I mean, they did
2: spice up the movie by changing the entire fucking ending. (laughs) So, like, I'd rather they did less of that than more, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they, they seemingly kill uh, Billy and Agnes uh, at, at, in a house fire and shit, but they come back in the hotel and uh, uh, Katie Cassidy zaps Agnes' brain with the fucking defibrillator and then fucking throws Billy off uh, the stairway and shit and he lands on the top of the Christmas tree and becomes I do a do like ornament. that. I, I'm not
2: going to lie, yeah. I do like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. The, the movie fades out on the shot of that, like, I miss movies when they faded out. Movies don't fade out anymore. Like, they just cut to black and shit. And I'm just I am just—I don't like,
2: mind cutting to black. Especially, like, if you would just, like, cut to black, like, as soon as he's, like, sliding out the thing, I'd be like, and then you just slam cut to black, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Like, that that's kind of awesome.
0: No, no, no. I don't mind cutting to black either, but it's just like, like, you know, uh, too many movies do it uh, where it's just like, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you could have faded to black here, and it would have been fine. Like, I remember specifically... Uh, being in a the theater watching universal soldier The return and uh after fucking van dam blows up the facility and shit and they're all safe and like you know he's hugging his daughter and his love interest and like you know you got that nice uh like oh it's you know it's over and like music playing and then it just cut to black and i remember like the 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 feeling of the audience was that's it you know what I'm well, saying? It's to like, be
2: fair, I think like that that was the, the emotion you were gonna have at the end of Universal Duracell, to Soldier with a return, regardless. Is the, the 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 actual the emotion you were left with was going to be regardless. That's it. That that's the, it involved Goldberg. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. You gotta live with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's hatred of Goldberg always. I be really laugh.
2: fucking hate Goldberg.
0: Is it, is it because he ruined uh, Bre- Brett Hart's career?
2: That's part of it. That's definitely a big part of it. It's like it just it, it, and also just I think he's. The worst, not the worst wrestler in his position, because that's probably Hulk Hogan, because fuck Hulk Hogan. But um, <laughs> in, in terms of like somebody who was like pushed that hard over guys who were that much better than him, still frustrates me decades later. And then it happened again when he was old, like when he couldn't even fucking do anything without hurting himself. I mean, that was a nice change of him hurting other people for a change. But like he fucking. We just would hurt himself, but then they would still give him belts. Like they would take belts off of like Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, whatever, and like put it on Goldberg. Why the fuck would you put anything on Goldberg? Fuck Goldberg. Goldberg's a piece of shit. But no.
0: (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, Patrick.
2: (laughs) I do like Santa Slay, though. I will say that I do like Santa Slay. I still say fuck Goldberg in every orifice, but Santa Slay is a cool movie. Ill. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh wow oh wow but um yeah 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 I I just like how they fade out just Billy as a fucking Christmas Uh, like basically basically. yeah the Christmas (laughs) angel on top of the tree and it's just like yeah that's fitting and then it just fades out to some nice Christmas music and uh yeah like just a lean mean sleazy slasher machine that this fucking movie is you know it's unapologetic uh, it just comes in and does what it does and just gets the fuck out, and and I love it so much. Just, like, I mean, I, I don't know if you could call it fun, but I find it fun, and obviously... No,
2: I think uh, it's fun. I, I, I think it's fun. I also, I don't think something being mean-spirited or, like, gross precludes it being fun, like, because there are tons of movies. Like, I feel like it's it's very much how you do it, because, like, a great example is, like, for me, like, Haunt, Where it's like haunt I think is like the perfect on the line of like, this is mean spirited, this is hardcore, like this is all these things, but also there's this like very, very slight like undertone that keeps it very kind of light and fun and like it, so it just moves in this specific way. And so that's my thing with, like, this movie, too, is I do think it is it is very fun. Like, I do think that that's definitely a fair way to put it. Like, it's – because it's, like – I do think it's – because also, it's funny, though, because, like, I talked to you. I mean, we'll get into it when we actually get to it. But, like, the original Black Christmas was kind of, like, um, complete opposite, like, kind of swinging back and forth between comedy and horror. And yeah. I think that works really well for that movie. Whereas this movie, I think just tonally, it doesn't do that at all, where, like, it kind of keeps this same tone throughout it that yeah. is – very like straightforward horror, but also it's very jovial. Like so, it's like it. So it still feels very like light and fun, even though it's doing really gross shit. Like because like I, I feel like
0: with with a, with a movie like this, you know, what I'm saying you don't necessarily need to have like moments of outright comedy in it because the tone is like is so mean spirited and so over the top mean spirited that it's just funny. Yeah. Like, you know, like I just find that like, you know, it's, it's the same conversation we have where we were talking Terrifier 2, where it's like that that main set piece goes so goddamn over the top, you can't help but laugh. And it's just like that that to me, that's, you know, uh, this is my perfect example of that, where it's just like it's just so goddamn mean and sleazy where you just can't like that, that whole shit with the incest. is just like I, I know that's not a. Something to, to laugh at, but it's just like it's so goddamn ridiculous in the context of the fucking the the the, the backstory. Where it's just like this shit is just practically a fucking comedy in itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's just so goddamn gross, and like it just revels in its grossness. You know what I'm saying? Where you just like you can't help but laugh. Like you know this is just ridiculous. Just no, pure, yeah, like,
2: it's, it's it's very punk. I think that's why I do think about it. Is like it's funny that it was made for like reasonable money at like a reasonably big studio because it does definitely feel like something that like would have been made just as easily on a very on a much smaller budget with nobody you've ever heard of but being the exact same movie like it's like it's like i definitely feel like the vibe of it is very like straight ahead like b movie like punk yeah like punk rock
0: right like and i like how like you could pinpoint like exactly like this kind of movie compared to uh uh, the original, where it's like, that one's obviously before Halloween uh, and Friday the 13th, and this one is very much after Halloween and Friday the 13th, because, you know, people like, you know, le- you know always point out how Black Christmas was like, essentially like first real slasher, you know what I'm saying, because it has all the tropes that you would see in later films, um, it's just that Halloween perfected it. But like, you know, it still does things where it's just like, you know, you get the sense of it's a slasher, but not really because, you know, it's still doing other stuff. Whereas this one is very much a film that came out after like things like Halloween and Friday the 13th it's very much like, yeah, this is just a straight ahead slasher. Like, you know, it it makes no qualms about it. It, it, It's very much like got rid of like all the things that kind of like affected uh, the original Black Christmas being just a straight ahead slasher. Because that one, like, you know, was also, like, had a mystery thing, and it had drama and all that stuff, and this one's just like, nah, we just got this psycho fucking killing girls and all that stuff, and that's essentially what it is, in the grossest way, killing girls in the grossest way possible and shit, and having the grossest shit imaginable in it, and yeah, we're just full steam ahead on that and shit, and it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I really do like the original Black Christmas, but like, yeah, this is my fucking jam, you know, this is, this is my goddamn jam all the way, you know what I'm saying? I know that causes you immense pain. No, you
2: know it saying? honestly doesn't. I think it's like I, it's like, I don't, it's just like, I, at the very least, you, you started by saying I like the original and that's fine because then I'm not in the defense. Like, as like I said, I told you before, I was just like, when you guys were like, basically like comparing it. Like favorably to the original, I was like, "Well, now I have to do so." Like, I was just like, "Whereas, like, if you're just saying you like something, it's like, yeah, don't rock on." Like, I was like, there's definitely things about this movie that I do like, so like it doesn't cause me any pain. Like, it's just like I just I personally prefer the original, but like I will say, of the remakes, like of the like, there's a reason that I did I did always remember it, even though it wasn't my favorite. So it's like there's definitely something to it. Like are definitely like there's I would definitely recommend it. Like there's it's not something that I would be like. I would say to watch over the original, but I'd be like, if you, there's like, one of my favorite things was, um if you've ever seen the movie The Lost, um uh, which I love, but nobody's really seen, um, at the end of the credits, is based on a Jack Ketchum novel. And the end of the credits is, a, um if you like this movie, read the book. If you don't like this movie, read the book. And that's kind of my thing with like Black Christmas, where it's like, if you like the original, watch this. If you don't like the original, watch this. Like, I was like, no matter what, you're going to get something out of it. Like, I was just like, I would definitely say, that the Black Christmas remake has a lot going for it. I just personally prefer the original, but like mm. I am no way impugning the awesomeness and like other people's enjoyment of it. Because I do, have, I definitely think there's it's a, it's a solid fucking slasher. Like it's it's definitely good. Like it's like for the time, especially where like everything was like coming out, so everything kind of became white noise at a certain point. The fact that this one held on. Says something for it, like that's why it is what it is, and it's it is. I do think it's. I just I. I don't like it as much as the original, but I do like it. I do think it is a solid fucking entry of that entire era.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and also I think it's just a matter of taste. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want a classy, suspenseful um slasher, you know what I'm saying? Go with the original. If you want Gore and sleaze, and just nastiness, and, and just complete and utter mean spiritedness all throughout your slasher. You can do no better than uh, Black Xmas. Is, See, is, I want both. I say.
2: So that's why, like, I was like, for the longest time, what I would watch as a double feature was uh, the 74 Black Christmas and uh, Silent Night Deadly Night, because that way you get both. <laughs> Where it's just like, you get like class, well made, like, horror. And then you get straight ahead meat and potatoes like eighty slasher, like all in one sitting. And this movie is kind of both of those combined. They <laughs> run the fly them together.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and now it is time for my pick, which I believe to be like the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Um, not only the greatest Christmas horror movie the greatest Christmas movie ever made you can say Die Hard and you could be wrong um, you can say Home Alone and be wrong you can say Christmas Vacation and be wrong because the answer is Gremlins Joe Dante's immortal and wonderful classic that like I have watched probably more than most movies in the course of my life I've had like a weird relationship with it when I first saw it when I was a kid I loved it but it scared the shit out of me as an adult I just think it's fucking amazing like it is because like, I remember, like, when we were first thinking about, like, what episodes we would want to do for the – Christmas or what movies we want to do for our Christmas thing, and it was just, like, immediately, like, it was just, like, what's Christmas monster movie? And I'm just, like, duh, Gremlins. It's just, like – because that's, like, that's – to me, like, it is not only, like, the best Christmas horror film, best Christmas film. It is one of my, like, favorite movies in general. Like, one of my favorite horror movies. But, like, one of my favorite movies in general. Like, it's just, like – it is – as close to perfect as movies get, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it is... Like, Joe Dante is one of my favorite filmmakers, and this, to me, as much as I love The Howling, this is the high-water mark of his career, as far as I'm concerned. Like, um, I just... There's nothing about it that I don't think is great, like, from top to bottom. Like, it's, like... It's so fun. When it wants to be scary, it is legitimately scary, but it also spends a lot of time just trying to be funny and succeeds at that. It has, like, the best fucking designed, like, creatures, like, of that era, I would say, in a lot of ways. Like, that's why I kind of I feel like so many movies ripped it off um, and tried to do their own versions of it, but nobody was successful because it's just Chris Wallace's designs were just fucking spectacular. And I feel like that's why it's weird that he kind of got forgotten when they were doing all, like, the – it's like, Stan Winston, Rick Baker. I'm like, Chris Wallace was also there. And they're like, yeah, fuck that guy. And I'm like, no. God damn it. He made the Gremlins. We talk about him. He, he – he, well, we sing songs about that man, like, in his greatness. Right. Um, he,
0: like, the, also the fact that they seem to forget he won an Oscar for The Fly. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, how, how the fuck do you forget a man who won an Oscar for his makeup? It's just like ridiculous. But yeah. go ahead.
2: No, yeah. It's something to say, like, from top to bottom, like, the, the cast, like, literally everything about it, I think is fucking great. Like I, like, I don't really believe in perfection as far as art goes, but, like, Gremlins is really fucking close. Like, I was like, I, there's nothing I would change about it. Like, I think it's fucking great.
0: Like, yeah, I, I do too, although I feel like it's more of an inferior prequel to Gremlins 2, the new best. I know,
2: I think you were insane for saying that, but yes, we have had this conversation, it deeply disturbs me.
0: <laughs> no, like, like no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding, I don't find it inferior. I, I do prefer Gremlins 2, because I think that right there is the apex of uh, fucking uh, Joe Dante's career, because it's basically like, you know, because one thing you love about Joe Dante's movie is like, you know, he likes fucking including his in-jokes and Easter eggs and all that stuff, and uh, also like, you know, poking fun, and that one's basically poking fun at gremlins, you know what I'm saying, Uh, like, and and just everything in in between and shit, and like, I I, I love gremlins too so much, but I I refrain from saying much of anything because I definitely want to talk about gremlins too on this show because I love that movie so much. But like, yeah, I it, it 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 made sense to do this double, uh, with this one Black Christmas because, uh, they're both Christmas movies and they're both mean spirited as fuck. <laughs> uh, obviously, obviously, uh, Black Christmas 06, uh, Black X Mix is uh, a lot more mean spirited, you know. But uh, I I love the fact that this and Temple of Doom were like combined in getting the PG-13 rating created. Because this was a PG rating, and that's fucked up. If you, if you watch <laughs> a lot, especially especially the uh, the the kitchen fight between uh, the no, 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 and the no. That is,
2: yes, that is true. But when I was a child, because I saw this when I was four. I remember, and um, to this day, it still like brings up sense memories of because um, it scared me as much as Nightmare on Elm Street did, which was the movie that scared me the most when I was a child. Um, but like the sequence in the school um when like basically from the second they make the gremlins hatch and the teacher um is trying to coax out the gremlin and yeah. ends up getting murked by the gremlin and then the gremlin is like playing cat and mouse with billy around the school that scared the fucking shit out of me as a child so to this day like i still have like a sense of memory of that like whatever it plays like there's part of my brain that is still terrified because it scared me so fucking bad as a child
0: Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that scene is 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 incredibly uh suspenseful and, tense and all and stuff. But the 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 kitchen the, the the kitchen fight between moms and the gremlin is just like kind of like disgusting, especially when she throws it in the fucking microwave and it explodes. Like and I I think that right there was the moment where parents were just like, "Oh, Spielberg, what the fuck, man?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, "What what is this and shit?" And then uh coupled with, you know, uh, the shit that happens in Temple of Doom, they were like, oh, come on. You know, we're taking our kids to see this, and and this is fucked up. And it was like, all right, uh, well, well, I guess we'll add another rating, which shows how powerful Spielberg was at that time, where he just like, yeah, let's just do another, add another rating, you know what I'm saying, make it all f- better. And uh, Hollywood was just like, okay, whatever you say, Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> well, Temple <laughs> like, of Doom
2: also, I think I've told you before, I couldn't make it through that when I was a kid. Like, it was the first time I tried to watch it as a five-year-old. Um, and I loved Raiders of the Lost Ark. And um, I was like, oh, my God, more Indiana Jones. And the first time when they make it to, um, like, the palace where they're having the dinner, um, I tapped out. And then um, I was, like, I convinced my dad to, like, give me another shot. And so, like, I made it through that scene the second time. And I made it to, like, when they were doing the the heart, like, the calling yeah. maw. And then it was like, nope, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out forever. Please, we're never, we're never watching this again. And then, like, it wasn't until I was an adult and, like, it came out on DVD that I finally saw it in its entirety.
0: Yeah, 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 Um Which is, which is funny to, to me because uh, Temple of Doom was actually the first Indiana Jones movie I ever saw. You know what I'm saying? And it's still to this day my my favorite Indiana Jones movie. You know what I'm saying? Which is, which is weird, you know what I'm saying? That, uh... I was introduced to Indiana Jones by watching somebody's heart get ripped out of their chest you know, and then set on fire, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then monkey brains and all this shit. And then uh, uh, bad guys getting eaten by alligators and shit. That movie was fucked up. Not that yes, I think it was.
2: That. <laughs> yes, it was.
0: Like, that movie was fucked up. Like like, And the fact that Raiders literally ends with people's faces melting off. And, like, you think, like, oh, dude, that's fucked up. And then, like, they decide to go even farther in Temple of Doom.
2: <laughs> well, I have know? read that apparently um, Lucas and Spielberg were both going through divorces at the time, and that kind of filtered into what they were doing, like, no, I, think, I,
0: I think it was more Lucas than Spielberg. Like, Spielberg didn't get divorced until later um, because uh, he was having, you know, engaging in shenanigans with Kate Capshaw on set of uh, Temple of Doom. Lucas definitely was getting a divorce during the make of it. So he was in a bad mood and uh, like, yeah, that that attributed to the mean spiritedness of, uh, uh, of temple of doom and shit. And it shows like to, to the point where like, they they just never went that mean again and shit. And, uh, I I feel like, uh, they've been trying to recapture like the, the essence of Raiders in, uh, last crusade and, uh, crystal skull. And it was just like, no, go back to being mean like you were in fucking Temple of Doom. I, I love all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I love watching the heart get ripped out. You know what I'm saying? It's great. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, that and and the shit that happens in Gremlins. Is, I, think, is, I
2: think this is the same year. I think Temple of Doom yeah, and yeah. Gremlins was yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So like it, it was like a like a one-two punch. <laughs> it's uh, a dark
2: tie for Spielberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Spiel, like Spielberg was like, yeah, fuck those kids.
2: <laughs> Which is funny because, like, if you have ever actually read um, like the original script or even just heard about the original script of Gremlins, it was actually way more hardcore. Like, it was written as like a hard R monster movie, and by Chris Columbus, no less. Yeah. And um, they, I guess it was both Joe Dante and Steven Spielberg that were like, nah, bro, like it's like you got to dial that back. We want to make this for like for families, and I was like. This is what you thought was okay for families. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what well, Jesus Christ?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, um, it, it yeah, it is weird that they decided that. Uh, like, yeah, let's, let's, let's tone this down because we want to, uh, make this, you know, what I'm saying for for the kids and shit, a movie where a character, uh, uh tells a story about her. Her father died on Christmas.
2: Which is you know funny because I didn't even track when I was a kid. Like, i like, I, I remember I've heard people say that um, they found out that there was no Santa Claus from Gremlins, and I was like, oh, that's weird, because my brain, I guess it was always wired this way, where it's like, because I know movies aren't real, I'm just like, and I know that the fucking Gremlins aren't real, so like at no point was I like, she's telling the truth, and there is no Santa Claus. It was just like, oh, in this universe, I guess there is no Santa Claus. It was never like my brain like making the leap of like, that there actually was no Santa Claus. It was just like, oh, this is a dark universe. <laughs> like, it's just like, there's gremlins and there's no Santa Claus. Like, there's only darkness. There's no lights. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Um, I, I think that instance was where the parents were the most pissed. Of the fact that, like, you know, uh, she, she tells this incredibly dark story about how her father died.
2: Not just parents. Uh, apparently, the studio too. Apparently, like I, I, I've read that, like apparently, the studio was like hell bent on cutting it out. And I guess even Spielberg was like not into it, but he was just like, "It's Joe's movie. If Joe wants it, it's staying in the movie." And like yeah. Joe was like, "It's the entire movie. Like the entire movie is encapsulated by this moment, where it's like it's very funny, but it's also very dark and scary." And I'm just like, "He's not wrong. He's I definitely see why he wanted it to be there. It definitely does make sense in that respect."
0: No, yeah, totally, totally, totally. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you know, like. But I think that that was the, the 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 crux of it was, you know, it's this girl basically telling children in the audience there is no Santa, and like the the, the way she she found out there is no Santa was because <laughs> fucking pops broke his neck trying to climb down the chimney, and it's like, um, honey, y- y- your father died because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, yes, I was gonna like, say, I
2: was like, to be fair who the fuck does that? <laughs> like, I was like, at the very least, just like, make a sound near the fireplace. And like, they get the kid to come out and be like, oh yeah, I can't down the chimney. Like, don't actually go down the, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like, why would you even do that?
0: Like, yeah, like, there's a reason why when you see videos of like, like fathers uh, impersonating Santa, like, they're always coming through the front door or, like, the, the, the back door and all that stuff. You never see them actually come down the fucking chimney because that shit is dangerous, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And, and, like, I'm pretty sure, like, you you had dads who were like, oh, yeah, that would be a great idea. And then they saw Gremlins and they was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, fuck that. You know, but, like, yeah, like, parents i think were just pissed you know what i'm saying cuz like you basically you know you got spielberg in here who just fucking made uh e. T. uh et you know what i'm saying this this wholesome fucking movie and shit that, you know i trust him i trust him to bring my kids to him and shit you just and then you just told them that there's no fucking santa claus because this guy broke his neck for being a fucking idiot what the fuck spielberg and he was like yeah yeah i kind of i kind of went too far in places there <laughs> you know what i'm saying and it's like hey you know I wonder if that had to do with him not putting his. I mean, he is listed in the credits of Gremlins too. But you know how this movie opens with Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins, and then in part two is just Gremlins too and shit. There's no Steven Spielberg presents. Well, like... I think
2: because this was the time when like um he had a really much firmer hand. Like, cause it's like by that's why there's 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 still the argument to this day, which oh, is yeah. bullshit, but the mm-hmm. Poltergeist argument of like who directed it and also um because I mean, you, you you can hear it in other things like used cars um you can hear about it um in um oh I mean like in like uh Goonies um yeah where like he would just like he would shoot certain things and um because he was just like and I don't think it was him being like this director doesn't know what they're doing. I think it was just like him being excited and like so he just was like oh I know, I know how to do this and so he would like try to do it and, and if nobody stopped him which, whereas I think this was, and I don't know for sure, but as far from from the look of the movie, it definitely seems like all of it was shot by Joe Dante. Because it always yeah. it all has that very Joe Dante flair to it, mm-hmm. where it's like, because the thing that Joe Dante, I think, does better than anybody is creating like a heightened reality mm-hmm. um, in his movies. Like there's a very cartoonish quality um, to all of his like compositions when he shoots things, um, like a very artistic quality. And um, so I definitely think this was during the era where, like, Spielberg had a firmer hand. But also I don't think, um, I don't think he took over at any point in this movie. I like, never heard of it. Um, whereas I think by the time that Batch uh, was coming out, I think he was kind of doing his own, like, whatever. Just like he'll, 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 like, stay on as a producer in terms of, like, I will have my name on this thing and I will get some money on it. But, like, I don't need to be there like i don't need to go to the set like it's just like i have my own shit going on like it's like i think when they did uh gremlins 2 i think that was the same year as last crusade i want to say no um, uh oh, last okay. crusade
0: was 89 gremlins 2 was 90.
2: okay well okay fine but they were still very close so i mean like yeah, it yeah. Sure was probably like yeah you guys have fun over there i got i'm doing my own thing over here like it's just like you, you guys you guys have fun um joe Love you, buddy. And it's just kind of like, whatever. But like, so I definitely think that was kind of definitely a factor more than anything else. But I do think um, the vibe of it is definitely Spielbergian because, um, and you can definitely feel that aspect of it. Because that was kind of the thing that Spielberg did bring, I think, to Poltergeist and yeah. um, to Goonies and to this. Um, where it didn't even like Transformers. Um is where it's like, because you, you don't see it when he's not there, but you definitely see it when it is there. But he has a very, like, sentimental quality that kind of imbues his work a lot of the time. And um, so it's like the stuff that he, even the stuff that he, like, produced and had a firm hand in, you can tell how firm his hand was by the fact that, like, it has that quality that kind of seeps into it, even though it's not his movie. Like, so it's like, it definitely feels like Joe's movie, but also I feel like it's definitely... You know Spielberg was there because of how sentimental it feels, like because it's like I don't think that would have been there otherwise, because like, you don't even like Gremlins Two doesn't feel that way, like yeah. they. I mean, it's it's I mean, Gremlins Two is a lot more of a cynical movie anyway, but still, like I don't feel like that's a factor as much.
0: It's it's like Gremlins to Gremlins Two is kind of like um... Batman to Batman Returns, where it's like yeah, where it's just like you see joe in it but like yeah you definitely see um spielberg in it especially in like the, you know the the portrayal the of the family you know what i'm saying all the, like that sentimental stuff and shit west gremlins 2 is just pure joe yeah like you know they just let joe go nuts you know what i'm saying and i think it was because you know gremlins was a big hit for them
2: yeah
0: and uh they was like yeah we need a sequel and he was like i, I don't want to do this shit again dude like like <laughs> yeah, the probably show... working
2: probably like chris wallace despite making some of these great fucking designs, apparently those were a fucking nightmare to work with, yeah. which is why I think it's funny. Like, um, I my whole life, I was, like, always really upset by the whole thing where um, they're throwing the darts at Gizmo. And then I found out that was, like, a thing they added in because they fucking hated that puppet so much because of how often it broke down. And <laughs> that was basically the crew, like, basically taking shots at the puppet. So it's like, it's the gremlins taking shots at Gizmo, but in reality, it's the crew taking shots at that fucking puppet that they fucking hated so much
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and and that was the reason Joe didn't want to do it because he had it was a fucking nightmare working with the puppets and he was like, I don't want to go through that again. So they was like, All right, so we're just gonna go off without you and make our own sequel to Gremlins. And he was like, All right, go ahead, God bless. You know, and he went off to do Explorers and The Burbs and, and and all this shit. And they just could not get a fucking sequel to work. You know what I'm saying? It was like finally they they relented. It was like, Come on, Joe, we want to make a sequel to Gremlins. Help us out, you know. Come on, like, you know, uh, we'll let you do whatever you want. All right, fine, you know what I'm saying. And then, uh, I think they regretted that decision because, you know, saying he did exactly everything he wanted, which was make fun of gremlins.
2: Well, I mean, it's also just like I feel like I mean, the reason it didn't work is because, like, I do feel like Joe Dante has a very specific style. Oh yeah. I don't think you can replicate. Like I don't think anyone else can. Like I, that's why I, I. If you like, we're living in the IP age currently, and I, they still haven't really done like any attempts to even try to like do anything with Gremlins, really, except for like a Mountain Dew commercial. Yeah. Um And I think that's in large part because they know that they can't. Like I feel like Joe was the only one that could do this. Like it's like because he yeah, that's I also have, like that that's part of also why I don't think Spielberg had his firm a hand on it is because like, I don't think even Spielberg thinks that he could do what Joe does. Like, I I think that like if I think Spielberg is a smarter filmmaker to know that if he tried to put anything of his own in there, it would stick out against it because Joe's style is so specific Yeah, and it's beautiful. Like I I think like he's one of the underrated filmmakers of all time. And as I said, the, the jump like this, I think is his best movie and like, it just, it's, it's so fun. It's so dark. It's so fucking funny. Like it, it's so weird that it's all these things, but I, do, I don't think it would have worked had it been anybody, even the Chris Columbus, like who became a director on his own. Um, I don't think could have done anything even in the realm of what Joe did with it. Like, it's like, I think it would have been a much lesser product if anyone else had tried to take it on. I don't think it would be the iconic thing that it is. It's because Joe Dante is so goddamn good, and has a unique voice that this fucking works, and why Gremlins two works. It's because it's it's because Joe Dante. Like that's literally the reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like and I, I was just thinking about it. Um, like you know, I know they've been trying to fucking get a third film, uh, off off the ground for a while and shit, and it's like. Yeah, please don't because you're definitely not getting Joe back. Cause I think I think he just refuses to work with Warner Brothers ever again after uh what happened with um uh Looney Tunes back in action. Uh that was a fucking nightmare to shoot for him and shit. Like he only did it because uh he hated Space Jam so much. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And he wanted to bring some respect back to the Looney Tunes characters. You know what I'm saying? And like but that was a nightmare to shoot and it was like, you know, uh I could just imagine him trying to fucking call him and shit. And he's just like immediately just hits, you know, fucking decline call. You know what I'm saying? He probably has Warner Brothers blocked on his phone. <laughs> like,
2: well, I do think also he is a, he, it's funny. Like he, the person is very outspoken. So like, I feel like they wouldn't even have the balls. It's cause like, it's like, if you ever watch him on like anything like hundred Scary movie moments or whatever, like things like that, he's always the guy who's like, like, I remember there was like one thing that I love where there was like, I care what movie he was talking about. I want to say it was, like, The months or something. I can't remember what it was. But there was, like, a where they didn't do it in black and white because they were like, oh, kids don't like black and white. He's like, you know what I say to that? Fuck them. No, no, I was just like, God bless that
1: man. Bless that man. He
0: he was talking about uh, Psycho when they made the Gus Gus Van Sant did his remake. And it was like, oh, they made it because kids won't watch things in black and white. It was like, fuck them if they don't watch black and white. (laughs) And I'm saying like, like yes, I fucking love Joe Dante so much. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I love him so much. But like, yeah, um there it, 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 it neither film works without him. You know what I'm saying? And like they 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 they're gonna, they they're gonna they're are going to try to do it without him and uh I don't uh, think they
2: will, honestly. Like I feel like at this point, I mean maybe I'm wrong. But I, I, I feel believe- like at this point if they were gonna do it, it would have happened. Like I know they're doing like they were, I mean they I say they were, I mean with the way issue Max is at this point, who the fuck knows? But um they were doing an animated like show um that was a Gremlins thing. Um but like I don't think that they're gonna even try to do a third movie. I mean it doesn't seem like they're gonna I mean I feel like if they were going to, they would have by now. Cause like at this point, I don't know if I don't know. I mean it's weird because it's like it is still so iconic, but it's also something that I feel like feels very of its time. Like it feels very like 80s. And I feel like if you try to do it now, I don't know if it works. Like if you try mm-hmm. to like, I mean, it might. Who the fuck knows? But like, I feel like it's very specific to the moment and time that it was. And also, it's kind of also the opposite, where like it feels almost out of time. Like it feels like it could take place in the '60s. Like, like it's like there's there's so many weird things in the movie. Like I, my favorite thing is um, which actually I've like I've heard about that. It was like it was basically a script thing that kind of whatever. Um, but like where billy um billy's billy is a probably late teens early 20s year old uh fellow um mm-hmm. whose best friend is a child Corey Feldman, and like which feels super weird but i have like read that it was written as like a basically like he was a much younger character and it somehow got aged up in the process And so they just never bothered aging up the best friend as well right, right. um but, yeah, there's so many things about it that are so weird, but they weirdly fit because Joe is so weird <laughs> that, like, I never questioned it until recently. Like, I never thought about, like, why is Billy's best friend this small child? But, like, what does that say about Billy? Like, why is he being case attracted to this man? <laughs> like, there's so many questions that I have now. But, right, like...
0: No, no, yeah, it's true. It's true. And it's, like... It, like And it's weird, too, because... um uh, apparently, uh, I guess, Corey Feldman uh, uh, works at, at the fucking the, the the place that sells Christmas trees because he, he brings the Peltzers their Christmas tree dressed as a Christmas tree himself. And it's like, who the fuck sends a child <laughs> <laughs> to bring a family an entire fucking Christmas tree has dressed as a Christmas tree? I was
2: going to say, no less dressed as a fucking Christmas tree himself. Like, that seems like a terrible fucking thing. Like, what? Jesus Christ, you're a terrible parent.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying, uh, but it's like you know, it's like you said, like um, Joe Dante's movies exist like just outside the realm of reality, like all of them. So it's like you really can't even like look at this. So it's like as kind of like a, a thing where it's like realistic. So it's like it, you know, it makes sense in in, in Joe's warped sense of reality, where it's like this 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 grown man is best friends with a fucking like 10 11 year old you know what i'm saying and it's like billy's basically a fucking child himself you know what i'm saying, well, what
2: I'm saying. from what i understand it, it was basically written like basically where he was a child and just for whatever reason in the process they like changed it to being like zach galligan and then it was like but they just never bothered to change any of his characteristics <laughs> so it's just like so he's just like a grown man well i mean i guess he's let's say like maybe even like late teens whatever um, but like a, a, like a grown person, uh, fully grown human being, uh, that's like very childlike, I guess, that's the best yeah. way to put it.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 very like, you know, what I'm saying, and uh, you asked a uh, fucking great uh, question right there. It's like, why will Phoebe Cade's character be fucking in any way, shape, or form attracted to, 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 to Billy and shit? You know what I'm saying? Because he's basically a grown child. Um, I guess it's just like, you know, he has an innocence to him and shit that she probably finds, you know, attractive. Well,
2: I mean, he's a, he's a handsome fella. Like, I mean, it, what we, I mean, that's that's a factor. I mean, so is Judge Reinhold, but he's a scumbag. So there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was I was just about to mention Judge Reinhold and shit. You know what I'm saying?
2: Like, person. Yeah. Judge Reinhold, the person I'm sure is a bench. I'm just saying his character. <laughs> Gerald is a is a is a is a son of a bitch. And that's all. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, But but he has cable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, so, he
1: does.
2: <laughs> you know, it, it all works
0: fine. Like I also like that he just basically disappears from the movie. Like Oh at, yeah.
2: Well, I guess he was like he took refuge in the bank vault and yeah. they shut it when they cut it. So yeah, like, he does just disappear.
0: Like yeah, like they they cut that scene out and shit and so he just his character just disappears and he never gets to come up and since shit, you know, same for being well, such a piece of shit.
2: He probably suffocated that bank vault. So like he probably didn't get to come up into that sentence.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um I also like that it feels like um it's weird that uh uh the of course the late great Dick Miller is 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 in this, you know, which was uh Joe Dante's basically good luck charm. Yeah. Um, and um but uh Dick Miller's character is like a horrible racist. You know well, what I'm saying?
2: I mean, yes, but I don't I mean, it's like I feel like he's the only racist when he's drunk, which I've met people who do that before I, who other people who do that. And I don't think it's a good quality, but I definitely like I, at least you keep your mouth shut. Like, you know, it's wrong. So, like, that's, 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 a, I, I'm somewhat, like, I'm not excusing it's, it, but I'm like, yes, you are. Don't, don't, shot,
0: don't, don't, don't make excuses for, for Dick Miller's horribly racist character. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's a horrible racist, and you think he gets his come up, and for some reason, he gets crushed by a fucking uh, bulldozer. Well, he
2: almost died on camera. You can still see it to this day. It's fucking hilarious. Well, not I mean, it's, it's hilarious now. It's because it's fucked up. But, um, When he's going into the house and he's like pulling the door, the bulldozer is like the the way it's like wedging the tree. So like literally, if he didn't get in there, the bulldozer would have fucking killed him. But it's like he just barely makes it in. And that take is in the movie. And I'm just like, you almost killed Dick Miller on camera. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs)
0: Right, 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 right. And then like, you're like, the the implication is that uh, him and his wife basically both die. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Cuz we I never thought, see them again. I them.
2: Yeah, they, I don't know how they survive, but they yeah, cuz they, because they're in Gremlins 2, they did not die.
0: Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? They show up in Gremlins 2 and it's like, "Ain't you both of you dead?" <laughs> like we like we did see you get crushed, but the, the the heavy implication there is that both of you got crushed and killed by the gremlins. And then they show up in Gremlins 2 and then they are like like I guess we just forget about his horrible racism in the fucking part one like because he's just like you know hey it's just a friendly neighbor coming to visit us in New York and shit and he's not a racist anymore it seems and shit so everything is fine it was like no I haven't forgot I haven't I'm forgot. saying he
2: was, he was not racist when he was sober so like he was ever drunk in gremlins 2 so therefore he was never racist in gremlins 2 yeah
0: yeah yeah I haven't forgot <laughs> I, I, I remember his racism and fuck that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should have let the fucking bulldozer run him over. But I understand you had to have Dick Miller in there, you know what I'm saying? Because you're Joe Dante and you had to have Dick Miller in your movie. So it's like, you know, he he survived somehow and we completely forget his
2: racism. <laughs> somehow Futterman survived.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But um, who didn't survive is a mean old bitch. Um, Mrs. Deagle. Yeah, yeah, and she she has like the, the most glorious death in the entirety <laughs> of the film. Um, I think that's probably my favorite moment in the movie, is when she goes flying out the window.
2: Well, yeah, that's um, like the, I mean, like, cause that's the whole thing is like I do have a thing in movies where I don't like like necessarily the people that you're like rooting to die because I'm just like that defeats the purpose. Like that's not scary yeah, at that point. Um, exactly. But she, I think it it's one of the deals where it works because it's like it's almost like the movie's been built into that. Like it's almost the apex of the movie to a large yeah. extent where it's like, cause they establish her as being so, she's kind of like the wicked witch of the West. Yeah, And like, so it's like by the time that you get to that point where she's being menaced by the gremlins, it's not that it's scary because it, he's not trying to frighten you. Dante is a filmmaker. He's like trying to like, to this like massive moment and he does. Like it were like she's like she like uh, goes to like soak the fucking Carolers, which turns out to be gremlins and then she t- mistakes them for demons, which honestly they could be who the fuck knows. Um, they don't really explain where the gremlins come from. Um, but, uh, but then she's just, like, she thinks that they've come to take her to hell, and she gets into her little, like, motorized chair that just launches her into the fucking street, and then, like, you see her, like, legs sticking out, it's very much like The Wicked Witch of the West, and it's, like, yeah, it's such a glorious moment, I do love that so much.
0: (laughs) Right, 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 and then, uh... They, they fu- The fucking sheriff and deputy find her and shit. She's just in the snow and shit with her legs up in the air. And it's just like, ha-ha, bitch. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I, I remember, though, uh, being a kid and being, being upset. Because, obviously, you know, Corey Feldman is in this movie. And uh, I was a fan of Corey Feldman. Uh, you know, Lost Boys, uh, License to Drive and all that stuff. And I remember... Feeling like they heavily imply that his character gets killed. Because um, we never see him again after, like, the. the When we see him fucking trying to f- fight the gremlins outside his window.
2: Yeah, I mean, I always assumed that he lived. Like, I, yeah. I never got to find that he died. Like, like, no,
0: like, now, like, I was like, oh, he he, he probably lived. But uh, I remember being a kid and just, like, the fact that we never saw him again, I just assumed that he died and they killed him. And I was just upset by that. Like, oh, you killed you killed one of the Frog Brothers. That's not nice. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I don't know. I was a child. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. But, like, I, <laughs> th- th- that that, was my, my whole thing was this. I thought they killed Corey Feldman in the movie and shit. You and bastards.
1: I was, yeah.
0: Like, I, I was very upset by that. You know I'm saying I was very upset by the notion that Corey Feldman is now dead. But um, no, I like, am
2: pretty confident they killed uh, the guy from Breaking Bad and the sheriff. Like, I'm very oh, confident uh, they didn't survive.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, they're definitely dead. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 way that car overturned and that shit. I mean, like, and like the 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 truck also like that that they crash into, and it goes crashing into the storefront. And like it cuts to the gremlin, and like obviously there was an explosion, so you never get the sense like what exploded the truck or their overturned car. I just assume probably both of them exploded, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, they're probably dead, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very confident
2: that they're dead, yes. (laughs) 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 I like how you, I like how
0: you, you uh, um, noted uh, Jonathan Banks as uh, the the breaking bad guy, um. (laughs) uh you know say the the, the great character actor Jonathan Banks
2: I I don't uh, I I, I, I it's funny cuz he had kind of got away from like cuz he was in like um 48 hours and this and um Beverly Hills cop
0: cop yeah
2: yeah and then he like lost his hair and I didn't see him for like decades and then he should have been breaking bad so now I'm just like oh the breaking bad guy yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah um yeah he's definitely dead uh his character and shit um Let's also note that uh, we were talking about Billy Pelter for a minute, but let's also note that uh, uh, Billy Pelter is a fucking idiot.
2: <laughs> well, yes, but again, we, we we've already established he was basically a man-child. What do you want? Like nobody's arguing he was an intelligent guy.
0: Like no, but it has to be noted he's a fucking idiot because uh, everything that happens basically in like the third act of the movie, like when the Gremlins basically overtake the town, is it his fucking fault?
2: Yes, but the thing that I didn't realize for, like, years, for years, I didn't grasp it, that, like, Gizmo is actually the freak because that is their life cycle. They are literally, they 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 they, they it's a caterpillar to butterflies. Like, they start out as Mogwai and they become gremlins, and that's the end stage of their life. And, like, so not following the rules, because technically the rules don't make any sense, because, like, I remember that that was that that kind of, I figured out years later, which is, like, they said, like, the biggest rule of being you don't feed them after midnight. It's always after midnight. Literally, like, that's – every day starts at midnight. So it's, like, it's literally always midnight. Unless you're feeding them exactly at midnight for one second and then taking that food away. Like, it's always after midnight. So, like, that's the whole thing is, like, they have to become ones. So, like, I don't know how the fuck Gizmo even survived. Because, like, he clearly couldn't eat anything ever. Like, they don't show him eating anything, I don't think. And it's like, because that thing is, like, that's the the, the the rule doesn't really make any sense. And they did trick Billy. Like, so it's not like Billy Billy was trying to do the right thing and follow the rules. It's just, like, they tricked him and fucked his uh, clock up. So he thought that he was feeding them at a reasonable, well, 1130 is really a reasonable time. But, like, he thought he was feeding them before midnight at least. And, like, yes, that went sideways on him. And, yes, technically it is all his fault. But they did fuck him. So, like, it is technically still the one's fault.
0: No, I'm not talking about that scene. I'm talking about when oh. was the g- the gremlins in the pool.
2: Oh yes, no so that yeah. I mean, well, I mean,
0: like th- like I mean, he knew Stripe at that point.
2: There, yeah. I mean, like, at that point, he I mean Stripe does it of his own volition, but it also is funny. Like the snow doesn't affect them. <laughs> like snow right. is just it's, it's water. <laughs> so like <laughs> that's weird. Like, there are a lot of things that I'm just like. But at the same time, it's, it's even Joe Dante has said like that's why they make fun of the rules in the second one. Because yeah. it's like of course they don't make sense. Like, they're just it's just fantasy rules. Like it doesn't matter. And I was like, no, it's fair. Like so it's like so the whole thing with like Stripe. But I mean like they're chasing Stripe to the YMCA, but clearly that Stripe's end game is like he's just like, oh hey, I will get super wet and I will create an army of fucking gremlins and he does. So like it's still Stripe's fault. It's fuck Stripe.
0: No, like but 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 here's the thing. Like Billy should have been smart enough to know that like yeah, let me not fucking throw him into the pool because they multiply <laughs> that way. Like let me do something else, but no, he he does exactly what Stripe wants. Throw him into the fucking pool. Hence, Billy Peltzer is a fucking idiot.
2: <laughs> yes, well, I'm not, I'm not I'm not arguing he is not a fucking idiot because he definitely is a fucking idiot. But like, it's like I mean Stripe is well. The thing that's also funny is um because that's like the thing I said about Gizmo being the freak because it wasn't meant to be like was, in the original script. It was that Gizmo turned into Stripe. Yeah. And I guess it was Spielberg. That is the the one instance of like Spielberg having a really firm hand was I guess Spielberg vetoed that and he was like, no, like we're keeping Gizmo Gizmo. He's so cute. Like we can't get rid of him. So Stripe will be his own thing. And I was like, see, that's the one thing that's that's funny because it doesn't make, it makes the whole rest of it not make any sense because then Gizmo is the one caterpillar that refuses to become a butterfly. But like otherwise, and I still love Stripe. Stripe is fucking awesome. Like I think Stripe is one of the great film villains of all time.
0: No, yeah. Uh but it it's 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 weird how Gizmo is the only uh nice Mogwai.
2: Yeah. Like, Again, he's a he, freak. He's a freak. Absolutely, one hundred percent. He's the freak of the Mogwai.
0: Yeah, because like, when like he, he spouts other Mogwai, you know, they're all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they're all fucking mean and nasty and shit. He's the only one that remains nice, you know what I'm saying? And and it's just like like I like yeah I guess that makes sense he he is the freak of them you know what I'm saying so it's like uh, and It honestly
2: might be why he was in the junk shop in the first place is it's like he is the one example of a Mogwai that isn't a piece of shit like we must keep him safe forever
0: yeah yeah totally 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 um, I, I I would like to talk about because. Uh, Spielberg does make a lot of sense where it was just like Gizmo is the hero of the film, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, we can't have him turning into the mean, nasty Stripe and shit, and then fucking uh, him and Billy have the fucking climactic confrontation and shit, and then basically murder Gizmo, you know what I'm saying? Who is now Stripe? You know what I'm saying? Because Gizmo was cute and all that stuff, uh, you know. Shout out to Howie Mandel and shit for bringing uh, Gizmo to life with his uh, his uh, voice acting. But, but uh, also,
2: shout out to Frank Welker with the yeah,, gizmo. <laughs> Like, that man does brilliant fucking work.
0: Oh, okay, uh, no, Frank Welker is just the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he's just the greatest when it comes to that shit. And I, and I know that he was initially hired to do uh, Gizmo's voice, but he was like, nah, like, I, I know somebody who could do it better, and he's the one who suggested Howie Mandel, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But, um... Uh, with that decision and shit, it, uh, Spielberg basically lets us having one of the most depressing endings uh, <laughs> in the history of movies when uh, uh, he has to give Gizmo back. You know what I'm saying? And that shit is just super depressing, which is why I don't rewatch Gremlins often because I, I just I watch don't every
2: like. Year, but that's 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 I, I understand.
0: <laughs> like that shit is so the de- the de- de fucking depressing and shit when like he has to say goodbye to Gizmo. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, god damn it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like... That's why another reason why I appreciate uh, Gremlins 2 more and shit because at the end, he stays... Gizmo gets to stay with Billy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, finally. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were meant to be together. You know what I'm saying? And just like, I don't have to be depressed again and shit.
2: I mean, to be fair... The guy who owned the store had a goddamn point. He, like, did, he did, he <laughs> did. He's like, you don't get to have this anymore. You fucking, look what you did. Look what you fucking did. You had him for a day. Look what the fuck happened.
0: Yeah, my asshole grandson and shit wasn't supposed to fucking sell him to you and shit. I said no, and then he went uh, uh, behind my back and, and sold him to you anyway and shit. And now look what happened. He basically destroyed the entire fucking town and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, he he has he he definitely had a point, but still, it's just like it sucks, you know. <laughs> th- that whole scene is just such a fucking bummer.
2: Like, I do love the end on that note of like, uh, it's kind of the same thing as like, because when I was a kid, I was really scared about the original Age of the Body Snatchers because of the whole thing with um, Kevin McCarthy being like, "You're next, you're next," yeah. like whatever, and like it freaked me out. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm next!" Like, because I was a child and I didn't like whatever. And then like um, the end of Reb Ones where they're like. Next time something goes wrong in your house, have a look around. There might be a gremlin in your house. What the fuck? Why would you tell me that, Joe Dante? I'm four fucking years old now. I'm terrified.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. Just, uh, I'm just totally fucking bummed out by the fucking that entire ending. Like, so it's like, I don't like. I love Gremlins, but I've seen it like maybe like a few times over the years, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's great when it comes on and shit, but then it's like, no, I can't, I, I can't deal with the ending. I can't deal with uh, him having to say goodbye. And, shit. and this is like, we haven't talked enough about, I think, Zach Gallagher anyway, like, you know. No, I mean, yeah, like,
2: Zach Galligan is fucking great. I do like him a lot as 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 Billy Belzer. I think he's fucking great.
0: Like, yeah, he's, he's like the, the perfect picture of fucking innocence in the film. Which which I think helps a lot with the, the like yeah, Billy is a fucking idiot, but um you like him, um besides like you know besides that you know what I'm saying, uh because just the, the way Zach Gallagher portrays him and shit, it's just like you can't help but like Billy, you know, no matter what fucking idiotic thing he he does and shit and all the fucking uh, chaos he causes
2: and shit. Yeah, there's like a sweetness to him that like yeah. it's like yeah that's it's, it's yeah it's, it's very hard to be like. Because even, even he gets, like, into, like, his, like, kind of more... Because it's funny, like, even when he's, like, the hardcore, like, in a like, kind of hardcore mode, He still less hardcore than Gizmo, who is the most adorable little creature on the Earth. But, like, Gizmo is the one that's, like, doing, like, the, like, fucking Clark Gable race car, like, going to save Billy, even though he's a fucking tiny little fucking furry little creature. Yeah. Like, and Billy... Granted, I will say, I mean, Strike goes after fucking Billy... Fucking chainsaw for Christ's sake! So it's like, yeah. he's a legitimate threat.
0: No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, um, I won't say I met him, but I actually saw uh, Zach Galligan on the subway once. Uh, he uh, was riding because uh, I was I was going to Mah- Manhattan for for work, and he was sitting right across from me and shit. And I was just like, "Holy shit, is that Billy Peltzer?" And I'm saying like, and like. When I see, like, celebrities, and I've seen quite a bit, you know what I'm saying, due to me living in New York, um, I'm not, like, that asshole and shit That just like, oh, my God, like, are, are you you person, uh, sir, ma'am, and shit? Oh, my God, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just they're just regular people, so, like, I won't bother them. So I, I didn't say anything and shit, but uh, – because he was just sitting there chilling, and it looked like he was, like, he was in deep thought. So, like, I didn't want to just go up there and say anything and, like, ruin his concentration or anything.
2: No, yeah, but, uh, I completely get that because I had the same thing with like uh, Michael Richards used to come into the store I worked in in Saratoga because like, I guess he like had a place in Saratoga, and everybody would like fangirl over him, and he would go away from them. Like everybody that I worked with would like fangirl over him, and he'd come over to me just specifically because I treated him like a normal human being. Because I would just like, yeah, what's up, and like I would just like ring his shit out and just like send him out of his way, and like everybody else would be like, hi, how are you, and just like, and I was just like, I was just, like, that's not the way a human being wants to be treated. <laughs> like nobody wants that.
0: Right, 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 right. Um, so I just, I just let him be, you know, stuff, and uh, he got off on his, uh, on, on his stop and shit. But uh, like you know, that's that's my whole. Uh, I met, uh, I kind of, sort of met uh, Billy Peltzer on the subway once. I also like uh, encountered uh, Peter Scaliery like that. Um, we were, I was on the one train and he was standing right in front of me and shit, and I'm like, holy shit, it's one one of the bosom buddies. Um. <laughs> I, I didn't say nothing to him, although I, I now I wish I had because uh, he has since passed away. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, yeah, like that, that, that happens a lot. Uh, I've met, uh, what's his name? Uh, H. John Benjamin. Well, I didn't meet him. Like, I just literally sit there and just like, oh, that's this person. OK. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I let them go about their day. Uh, Paul Giamatti, uh, I saw on the train, on, on the two train. Um that I left alone and shit because he already had a mob of people around him and shit. <laughs> you
1: know
0: what I'm saying? So I didn't want to add to that. So I just uh, I just left it alone, you know. But like, yeah, I, I saw Billy Peltzer on the train once. <laughs> I will not tell you which stop he got off on for for his own safety.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean I, I've heard people say like he was like because I've, I've heard, met him at concerts of so the city was really nice so like I mean I'm sure he's like he probably would have been accommodating because like he by all accounts he's a super nice guy um, I do think yeah like in the movie I think he is very good like I think that like it's because he kind of checks a lot of boxes like where he is like handsome but he also has like this very kind of sweet and innocent quality that kind of make that character work um, in a way that, like, I don't think other more famous actors might have been able to pull it off. Yeah. Um. And so I think he's really good. Plus, I think he has a lot of really good chemistry with Phoebe Cates, um, who is also very good. Like, I think yeah, is. Is, I do think it's also funny. She's in a lot of ways also much more badass than Billy. Um, when you really break it down, like, because she's the one that fights hardest against the Gremlins, other than Gizmo. And I'm just like, wow. Billy Peltzer is kind of a bitch. Um, Like, (laughs) Christ, fucking Feldman, who was an actual child, who was, like, doing more against the goddamn gremlins. Billy has, like, one good hit with a fucking sword. That was kind of the extent of it. Um, But, no, like, Phoebe Cates is also really good, I think. Um, Because, like, that's the thing. is like, the most famous scene in the movie is that monologue. And it's because of how good she is at delivering it that it is so memorable, I think. Like, and the reason also that, like, Joe Dante could fight for it to be in the movie as hard as he did. Because, like, it's because of just how well she does it. Like, how, how good her performance is. And I mean, across the board. Like, I think the whole movie, like, I think that she's very good. Because she has a similar quality where she's, like, she's fucking adorable. But there's also, like, an inner strength, like, to her that I think yeah. is interesting.
0: Like, you know, you know, I just realized, like, I don't know how I forgot this. But I just realized that uh, she's in this uh, with Judge Reinhold. And, uh, yes.
1: <laughs> their, re-
0: their reunion from Fast Times, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I, I completely forgot, like, she says that she with Judge Reinhold, and it's like, I wonder how weird it was and shit that their last movie, he was masturbating to her <laughs>
1: in the fucking bathroom,
0: you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, hey, it's nice to see you you again, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I, told, I, t- I just totally forgot that, that uh, they were in fucking Fast Times together previous things. Oh, no, sentences. yeah. I, I tend to
2: watch... <laughs> Like, I watch Gremlins annually, but I watch Fast Times a lot, too. So I've never, yeah, no, I've always been keenly aware of that. I'm just like, that's cool. I mean, I also, I do think it does bum me out that she, like, kind of, like, essentially retired in like, the early 90s. Yeah. Because, like, I think that she, I still think that she's fucking great. Like, I, I feel like, I don't, I don't think she ever really, like, gave a bad performance that I can think of. And, like, but at the very least, I mean, the fact that, like, the body of work that she did leave behind is so good is at least something. Like, I think that's kind of cool Like that she likes, like she still like lives. That's why it does bum bum me out. Like a lot of people were like, their, their go-to is just the the fast time scene. I was like, she's more than being like half naked, dude. Like, it's just like, it's like, I'm I'm not saying that scene isn't great and that she isn't like beautiful. All of that is true. I'm not saying this is not true, but like, there is more to her than that is like my only argument that I would make is like that. I think she's actually legitimately good. Like I always liked her.
0: Yeah, like, you know, fucking, she was in Drop Dead Fred, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, she was. Like, that, that that's, like, you know, a lot of people have go-tos for Phoebe Cates. Mine will always be Drop Dead Fred, because I love that movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I think the last thing she did was, uh, uh she 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 made, a, like, an appearance in this movie that was directed by uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and Alan Cumming, and she only did that as a favor to Jennifer Jason Leigh, her, her co-star from Fast Times you know what I'm saying but like yeah she is essentially retired you know what I'm saying cuz uh uh she she got married to Kevin Klein and you know they started a family and she just decided that you know hey let him go out there and make uh, the big bucks on Wild Wild West while I sit here and the <laughs> the
2: of all the fucking things oh no <laughs> <laughs>
0: and i saw that in theaters man
2: yeah, like, that's on you. I did not see that in theaters. So I, no, like, I, I love Will Smith, and I was still like, no, nah, I'm good. No, I'm fine.
0: No, like, see what happened was that we, I've told the story before, but me and Mac actually went to the theater to see, try to see Eyes Wide Shut. And it just, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't playing in the theater we went to. And we just didn't, like, you know, we came all this way. Let's just see something. So the decision we made was Wild Wild West, and it was just like, yeah, we should have just went back fucking home. You know what I'm saying? This, this, <laughs> this. This this was pointless, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, that's how he bring home the big bucks to Phoebe Cates, you know what I'm saying? Making great pictures like <laughs> Wild Wild West. <laughs> no, nah, Kevin I Klein mean, is a great actor. <laughs> I was gonna say he,
2: he Academy nominated, Academy Award dominated Actually, I think he won for um Fish Called Wanda, um, so I think he's an Academy Award winner. Um, so yes, I, I do respect Kevin Klein despite him being Wild Wild West, which to be honest. I can't even judge because I've never seen it all the way through. I've just seen like bits and pieces of it on TV, and I was just, like, "I'm fine with not seeing any more of this. That's fine. Like, I'm I'm good."
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 most definitely. But like, yeah, Phoebe was the 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 picture of um, adorable in this mm-hmm. in this fucking movie, and like, yeah, like you know, the the that her monologue is probably like you know the the best real piece of acting in the film, you know, in a in a film filled with uh, great performances um but like yeah her monologue about like why she 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 doesn't like christmas and how she found out that uh there was no santa claus is just like you know the 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 you know the best real moment of acting in the movie and like yeah um i like how they fucking make fun of it and uh yeah and like you know something bad happened to me on lincoln's birthday and, like, and, and Billy's just in the back, like, oh, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you and your fucking depressing stories, we don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Just shut up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Even Joe Dante was like, yeah, let's just fucking, let's just dunk on this section of the movie since everybody had a fucking problem on it. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, like, um, uh, like, I, I don't like, I just, I just, I love this movie. You know, I yes. really do. um, uh, You know, depressing ending notwithstanding you know I, think,
2: I i don't know I, I i feel like it's i i don't mind the ending just i mean i don't know it's like it's like the thing is about me being like as close to perfection as like a picture is like even the things that like are like, like like the things that are like i feel like a certain way about it's still parts of this whole so I can't really, like, judge them separately. Like, it's like, it's like I can't judge the ending because, like, it's part of Gremlins and Gremlins is fucking amazing. Like, it's just, like, so it's, like, it's like it's weird because it's, like, it's, like, taking, like a, like, a painting and being, like, I don't like this quarter. It's, like, no, no, no. Like, th- this fucking painting is the thing. Like, so it's, like, to me, like, that's my thing with Gremlins where it's, like, it's just so fucking great. Like, I just, there is, like, it's... To, I almost feel like it's, in some ways, kind of almost underrated because like I, whenever I talk about like being my favorite Christmas movie and stuff, people are like, "Oh, uh, blah, blah." I'm like, "No, dude, stop!" Like, it's, it is a Christmas movie. It is great. Watch Gremlins again. I'm telling you that you will be enthralled. Like, it's like it's it's fucking it's it's literally it's a classic for a goddamn reason. Like, it's it's yeah. a fucking masterpiece. Like, I genuinely still think, like, as great as Joe Dante's career is, I think this is the high point. And I think honestly, of the things that Stewart produced, this is still one of the high points. Like, I think. Like, it's just fucking great. Like, it is just beautiful. It is just wonderful. It is just... There's nothing... There is not enough good things I can say about fucking Gremlins. I just think it is literally one of the greatest movies ever made.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, also, gotta uh, add that uh, it led to having its own, like, little genre of, like, uh, little little crazy monsters. Because then there came critters and ghoulies and munchies. To monkeys. be fair,
2: I have heard, and I don't know if this is true or not. This is just Stephen Herrick's word. Um... Mm that I guess um, Critters was conceived about the same time as Gremlins, and they actually had to like do stuff to make it less like Gremlins because they knew they were going to get compared. But like, when they saw Gremlins, they are like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they were just like... So it's like... That, I don't know if it was a ripoff. The other ones you mentioned absolutely were ripoffs. But I still <laughs> love it anyway because I liked... I like monsters, so, like, you throw a tiny monster in something, I'm still happy. Like, I don't care that it's Ripoff. Being a Ripoff is irrelevant to me. It's, like, uh, it's like a franchise, but, like, instead of an actual sequel, you just gave me a different thing that's the exact same thing. That's fine. I'll take it. I will happily accept that gift that you have given me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could probably put uh, uh, the gate in there, Um and if uh, the gremlins had uh, something to do with the, the the conception and the creation of the gate, I'm I'm perfectly fine and shit because uh, the gate is one of my all time favorite movies. In the say even though like there is no mischievous. Uh, uh, creatures in there and shit they're just fucking mean and nasty and shit there's nothing funny about those motherfuckers like <laughs> at least they, the gremlins are kind of funny and shit those motherfuckers are just the worst
2: well also <laughs> i think again, i think that was joe dante like i feel like again like, i feel like in that script i don't necessarily think that they were as funny as they probably became but i think that was all joe dante being joe dante where it's like even in like these like dark fucking monster movies he still makes it like fun and funny and like like just a good time And I feel like that's probably a huge factor in why Greblins is the way it is, is Joe Dante. And God bless that man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And on
0: that note, uh, that will bring us to the conclusion of our Christmas special of Chainsaws and Clothes. We thank you for joining us. Um, We're everywhere at this point. I'm not going to sit there, reiterate everything. Um, Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Uh, Whichever social media you choose to use at this point, we're there um except facebook because who gives a shit um but like <laughs> we're there we're there whatever you want to find us um yeah that that's it you know what i'm saying that's it just, just wherever you are we're there so like if you want to check us out we're there so um um we appreciate you listening thank you for joining us and we will catch you uh next time and merry christmas and Happy New Year, whatever. Because we still don't know if we're gonna do a fucking New Year episode at this point. We have one plan, but it's just like, eh. Uh, it, we'll, we'll, if if a New Year's episode comes out, you know, we we actually planned on doing it.
2: So <laughs> I mean, you have all this, and then it'll you know, go up and be like, well, this was all irrelevant. <laughs> like, like, like...
0: Right. Like we we have an idea uh, of so New Year's. The end Year's... of Back
2: to the Future too, like to be continued. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. 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 But uh, if um. No uh, episode comes out for New Year's. We hope you have a Happy New Year. And uh, thank you, and uh, we'll catch you next time.